This week on Nintendo Main, for episode 101, let's unite forms and do some wonderful 101 shit. I'm going to forgive bad controls because just one guy made a game. I settled for good enough on Zelda. Hey, I'm Justin from uh, World 9 Gaming on YouTube, and I'm here guesting uh, this week. Nintendo Main Podcast. This is episode 101. We have a special topic for that, of course. So anyway, we are your hosts. I'm Trey Wonder Kabuki Johnson. Ooh, I like that. I'm Jeremy. I think I'm stuck in Zelda. Mikowski. I'm John Adequate 100 Knitter. <laughs> and we have a guest this week, Justin. Uh, say hello and uh, go ahead and plug like all the stuff you do and all that stuff. We'll do it at the top. Yeah. We'll do it at the end. Bookend it. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, my name is Justin Vega. Uh, to be honest, like you know, I have uh, my YouTube channel, World Nine Gaming. Uh, it's something I started uh, you know a while ago, and I actually have some experience in uh, gaming in general. I used to work for a video game magazine, Pure Nintendo, as well as uh, Let's Play magazine. But uh, you know, between college and just kind of adult life, uh, I don't have nearly as much time with my YouTube as I used to. But Hopefully I can find the time to like kind of get back into it when I can. So uh, did you ever make anything off of YouTubing? Um, n- n- you know, I always I, I always started my YouTube as just kind of like a side hobby. And sure. other things that always came along to that industry just kind of happened to line up. But I wouldn't really equate it to my YouTube channel directly. Oh, okay. I'm just I'm just curious because like I just do I do the YouTube thing kind of for fun and but it'd be cool if like people watched it you know like a lot of it's just me just having fun with old games that I really like but you know sometimes people watch it I'm just always curious because like we have a monetizing thing or whatever but I've never seen a cent from it you know <laughs> yeah because it's like um, I mean to be honest I think uh, by far the most popular videos on my channel were my uh, Super Mario Maker videos uh, I have a, a vi- oh cool. Yeah, I have a big passion for like really any game that allows me to create. So I was really big into Little Big Planet. And, uh, you know, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I think I'm really good at those kind of games. So sure. I, I've created some sort of crazy contraptions in Super Mario Maker. And I was surprised to see the, you know, just how many views some of those uh, levels got. Yeah, I don't personally watch a whole lot of video game streamers, but I do watch a lot of Mario Maker. There's a select few people, I think, really do a good job of recording and commentating on those videos. And I find them just, I've been, maybe for over a, a year, I've been watching all these different Mario Maker videos. It, it just always surprises me what people come up with. Oh, yeah. It, the, there's so many little caveats and uh, just techniques that the developers certainly did not plan for, that people just find a way to just finagle, which I think is so awesome and so fun. Oh, yeah. Until Nintendo nerfs it. <laughs> <laughs> They haven't, I'm, they su- do sometimes. I'm surprised that they haven't, like, out of all the stuff that I put on YouTube, the only thing that got taken down was like a Tony Hawk video and like a podcast Trust. and like a podcast episode that my girlfriend and I did about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 because it had a bunch of music from the soundtrack on there and they pulled that one off for our Honey Darling show. So I don't know. It's it's weird. But I mean, I put up stuff from like Super Mario Odyssey, like right when it came out and that, I mean, I get the copyright claims, you know, but 
nobody took you it down. You just don't get money, yeah. That's all. Well, well I, I never got money from anything, so it doesn't really matter, right. you know? Like, I monetize, mm-hmm. like, I put the soundtrack to Golf Story on YouTube. Like, I'm the only person that has it up there because, like, nobody recorded it and put it up there. And, like, I have thousands of views on that. And all that's monetized, and nobody. I, f- I think it's funny because they want you to click the ads, but nobody ever clicks the ads. You know, <laughs> like no, I don't think there's anybody out there that actually does it. And I think that's how you get it from it. I was just curious, you know. I'm always curious how that works, you know, for people who's been doing it longer and whatnot. But I did. I watched your wonderful one-on-one video, which we'll definitely get into in our second half of the show. But I think it helped me understand the game better the second time around playing it. So I enjoyed it, and it helped me uh, realize that this game, that that game is really, really cool. And I wish I would have played more of it when i when i got it before but i think mm-hmm. i got since i got my i didn't get my wii u until like two years or so like after it came out so i think i just got it really cheap like after you know after i got it and i think i was still playing like super mario 3d world and stuff like that so i think it just kind of got buried under other stuff right so because I, I remember i bought it used for like 20 bucks like around the time that i got the wii u but i bought a bunch of other stuff too like cheap and used so i think i just kind of just got lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. I know that because it was plus because it was so such a weird, complicated game, but not really, you know, if you understand the way it works. But we'll talk about that more in the second part. But uh, let's do what we normally do every week. Let's talk about uh, how much you know what we spent on games and what we've been playing and all that stuff. Who wants to go first. I, I, I didn't buy anything, so I'll just put that out there. Yeah, John's the the penny pincher of uh, the, the show. Penny pincher. That's true. He didn't uh, buy anything. He didn't buy anything. About nothing. You didn't buy Brawl out even. For twenty bucks, the Smash Brothers. No, clone. I didn't buy Brawl out. Yeah. I streamed some of it on Twitch, and it's on the YouTube. If you want to check it out and see if it's it's weird, it's like a. We'll we'll talk more about it. Mm-hmm. But is I mean, is there something you've been playing aside from? Uh, uh yeah, Zelda. So yeah, referring back nice. to my my name that I chose, Adequate One Hundred. I told you before that I was going to one hundred percent Zelda. I was going to do every side quest, etc. Yeah, <laughs> and I took your advice. You know, Trey told me. You know, I told you to you get the not, DLC, and yeah. you want to get that motorcycle. By the time you get it, you're gonna have nothing to do. Yeah, you have nothing to drive around and see. Yeah. So I thought about that. I thought, okay. And so just this morning, actually, I found the 100th shrine, and I thought, okay, that's maybe good enough. Yeah. So right after this podcast, I'm gonna get online. I'm gonna download the DLC. Yeah. So I started to play on the airplane stuff. that I'm gonna be on in just a couple hours. Oh, where you? Uh, where so, you? Yeah. Where are you flying to? You didn't. You didn't mention that you were leaving. Are you going to Michigan? Yeah, I'm going back to Michigan. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm from Detroit. So. Yeah. Well, we got to get one more episode here before you before you take off for Christmas. <laughs> That's right. Is that where your Miss Pac-Man machine is? Yeah, I'm gonna go visit her. She's at my sister's <laughs> house. Uh, nice. Play for a good couple of rounds and actually i'll get to play probably for the first time with my nephew oh cool so i don't know if i talked about that on the you did podcast before my, my little nephew he's two years old just turned <laughs> two and he likes to play the miss pac-man machine that i oh. have that I, I it's currently at my sister's house but every night before bedtime he has to play miss pac-man oh that's great miss pac-man yeah. is actually my number one favorite arcade game of all time oh wow. me too yeah. i love that game I'm a Pac-Man maniac. Like I just love all things Pac-Man, but Miss Pac-Man is just the best version of that game. Uh-huh. Absolutely, right on. Nice. Uh, yeah, so, that's, so yeah, I'm, I'm. I got my hundredth try. I'm good to go. I'm going to get that uh, DLC in just a couple hours, and yeah. So good you know, enough. One hundred. Well, you know, if you, if you really think about it, you only need uh, the Divine Beasts in order to you know start doing the DLC that would lead to the bike. You know, it, it, and mm-hmm. if you're really trying a hundred percent, like you could purposely ignore quests that are not related to the Divine Beasts, so you still have very much so a reason to explore Hyrule Field. You know, with the Master Cycle Zero. And, you know, even if you, you know, you're leaving those other shrines to do. So, you know, I think uh, 
I think the, you know, I'm not going to get too far into it, but I think the DLC definitely favors people who are just playing the game now and could use those things in the DLC for like the first time playthrough instead of, you know, most people that are, I feel like are getting it kind of late and already like put our 150 hours into the game. You know what I mean? Mm. Right, 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 right. Well, you can always like go, uh, what I've been hearing is people have been like taking the, the bike and pretty much, uh, doing like the master, the hero's path and just driving it around and going to the places they haven't gone to before that type of mm-hmm. thing. And it, yeah. And trying to like fill out the rest of the shrines, you know, if they didn't get all 120 of them or whatever. So that seems to be what, what people are doing with it. But you, you're saying that you don't have to beat Ganon to do DLC. I thought you did. I thought you would have had to yeah. have beaten Ganon to do. No. The so, DLC so um, even if you did one. beat Ganon, when you activate DLC, like, you know, it, you, the game doesn't save after defeating Ganon. No, yeah, so, there's no like after. Yeah, I mean, so, there's so, no like, like after so game. The, the only thing that triggers the champion's ballad is having completed the four divine beasts. Because oh, okay, yeah, technically, yeah, like like story wise, the champion's ballad exists before you defeat Ganon. So you do not need to defeat Ganon in order to do anything in the DLC. Oh, okay. Have you have you made it all the way through the DLC then? Yes, just recently. Okay. Yeah, I just did the first part where you uh, get the tuning fork and go through the shrines. I finished that part, but I didn't do uh, I don't know. I had a hard time finding the stuff on the pictures or whatever, so I didn't so I didn't mm-hmm. do that stuff. But uh is that uh, what you've been well, playing this week, John? That's what I've been playing. That and Rocket League again. Yeah, well you you play it all the time. It's on sale now okay. actually. There's a little news it thing is on earlier. Sale. You it's, should buy it. Rocket League's on sale? I know it's fifteen bucks now. I have no excuse to not get it right. Do it. Aside from do it. That I don't think I'll play it ever, but I mean, I'm sure I'll play some of it. But <laughs> you'll like it. Yeah, I we know. Can make a team. I'm just not. I'm really so bad a, at Rocket League. Yeah, uh, I've. I've I'm never, bad too, but it's fun. I've never played yeah, it, but I'll have to. I'm sure I'll have to get it because it's on sale now. What uh, What have you gotten this week, Jeremy? Uh, well, other than the topic of the week, which I won't get to play until tomorrow, unfortunately, I bought a uh, Polybridge that I'll talk. I guess I can talk about it now. Talk about it right a now, little man. bit. Uh, yeah, I bought that. Um, so far, I don't like it that much unfortunately uh it's got like i can tell that it's a good game but the controls are messed up um so i started playing it it's kind of like a uh it reminds me a little bit of world of goo except like after after you make the bridge then like you have to get the thing to move across it you know it Mm -hmm. has to be able to support the weight of a vehicle crossing it or multiple vehicles sometimes but so i started out playing it you know in handheld mode because i was doing something else I was like, I'll just see, I'll just try it out now. And it uses the touch screen and that worked great. Uh, but it wasn't super precise. Like I still wish it were a little more precise on the touch screen. Still, yeah. On the touch screen. Hmm. So later on, I was like, I wonder how good that looks on a TV. Not even thinking like, how do you replace a touch screen? Okay. Well, the way you do that is you have to use the uh, Joy-Con, either one that you want. Uh, you use it as a pointer. Like, yeah, with the, like, the World, like World of Goo. World of Goo did that same thing where you, where you mm-hmm. can play it really well on the touchscreen, but it does like an emulated uh, Wii remote thing. And it didn't work as well as it should because I'm sure it kind of like it's gets really, gets really, really off, right? <laughs> you know, and you have to kind of like, – can, uh, can you at least I recenter a, it? I did a little bit of a Twitch – yeah, I did a Twitch playthrough of it, and I think I only played for about eight minutes, and I had to quit. Yeah, I was yeah, so you did. Bad. I watched, I watched some uh, of it. Yeah, and you were like, "Oh man, I'm going to get really upset about this soon." <laughs> well, something about it, like it just gets worse and worse as you go. Like it lets you, like you can continually point, you know, back at the middle of the screen, hit the uh, the button at the, the top, recenter, either the plus yeah, or the minus. Whatever, yeah, and uh, it recenters the pointer, so that should work well. But after a while, like even if you recenter the pointer, it'll it'll float, and it starts floating faster and faster. Every time you recenter it, and eventually it's just all over the place, and you can't <laughs> control it at all. Yeah, and if that... you watch that video, like at one point, I'm just like I zoomed way out, and I couldn't find where I was, and it like oh, scrolled to the t- northwest corner of the map, and I didn't know what was happening at all. And so anyway, uh, I think I said at the top of the show, 
I can forgive this though. I think it's a good game with bad control, and the uh, the developer who I think is just one person is already on the internet asking, you know, specifically, hey, how should I fix this? Like, yeah, what do you want? Which I think the best choice is just to uh, analog make the thumb yeah. the thumbstick work. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. Like, what, I, I didn't I didn't even think about that that it would be like a mouse. I guess it would be mouse control because it's a PC game, right? The Polybridge stuff is. It started. I think it started on Steam or something like that. Mm. Yeah, because aren't because aren't they doing like a portal? themed polybridge game isn't that one of those coming out for uh i don't know if it's polybridge but it's something like that it is there's a bridge constructor i think it's called which is similar i believe yeah i don't know the bridge thing just it all went together in my head it's like yeah it's the same (laughs) thing right (laughs) but uh that's a shame because i know i you had expressed interest in it, and I kind of I was like, "Hey, you should get it." And then, it, and then I think it, right. I think it'll get yeah. fixed eventually. But I I did also buy uh, Ukulele, which yeah. uh, I haven't played a whole lot of it, but all all that I've played actually is on Twitch oh, as okay. well. Which is one reason I haven't played it again because I'm like, should I stream it every time I play it? Like now that I started at the beginning streaming it, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I the, yeah I just say I wonder about that all the time. It's fun so far. I, I don't have any complaints. The I guess the the camera is a little annoying, but I can get used to it. It's but definitely... I also want to talk. I want to talk about Zelda without spoiling anything. Sure. I'm on that part with the tuning fork that you said, Trey. Yeah, the and one I, hit wonder. Yeah. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I'm stuck what do you because mean? I don't think I'm ruining anything. Uh, you have to kill all the all the enemies in an area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you unlock a shrine. Yeah. Well, I've killed. I've killed all the enemies. Like. I've even used the hero's path mode and like I've literally like covered the whole area and mm-hmm. me walking back and forth. There's no bad guys left to kill. I started using my uh, tracker and started putting the different enemy types in the tracker, the oh, sheikish wow. slate. Yeah. And it's not and it's not showing any bad guys. Like it took me all the way across the map to find a bad guy. Oh wait, so, are, like, you, are you still on the Great Plateau? Yeah. Okay. So I started just running around and whistling. I was like, there's gotta be a mob around yeah. here somewhere. It's in the forest. <laughs> oh wow. So I run around, I'm whistling, and like I said, I use Hero's Path, and I've literally covered the entire like that quadrant that that's in. Oh, that's and uh, and I can't and I and I tried leaving the Great Plateau and it ends the trial and then you restart it. Yeah, and like the bad guys are still gone, but you know, I I tried like restarting it to see if that would help. I tried restarting the game multiple times, shutting it oh, down, wow. restarting it, and uh, I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but I can't find whatever that last enemy is to open up the shrine. So I'm pretty sure I'm stuck. Weird, because sometimes you, it's like a bat or something. Any of the three shrines, or is this? I've, like got, a- I've gotten. This would be the third of. Okay. Right. So I've gotten two of them. Those work just fine. But for yeah. whatever reason, like either there's an enemy glitching out somewhere or the game's just frozen or I don't know. I don't oh, know wow. what to do. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, I don't want to reload the whole thing and start over again because those first two were really hard. Now, yeah. do you remember uh, if the how do, I, how do I say this? Uh, the uh, third shrine that should be unlocking now. Are you in like the forest area, like where the dot is on the map? Is it in the is it in the woods? Yeah. Okay, so I think what might be happening is one of the enemies is a swarm of key spats that could be flying in the air, and yeah, you need to kill enough say. of them for them to fly off. Yeah, and that's considered oh, an enemy. I did do that. I did do that. I killed several of them, and they flew off. Yeah, okay, I was good. thinking like yeah. maybe since you were looking on the ground, you might have not known that. But all right, yeah, I was gonna say well, like maybe it's a bad. That's or the something. thing. So so maybe like I didn't kill enough of them, and I need to go find wherever they like swarm. But yeah. that's another thing I've been doing. I've been like running around the trees, thinking the keys counted. Yeah. yeah. If so, it makes you feel yeah. any better, if it makes you feel any better, the DLC gets significantly better 
after that Great Plateau part. <laughs> well, I, 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 I actually really so like the, gla- like, the Great it's, Plateau it's hard, part. It's though. hard, but I like yeah. it. And, uh, and yeah, I'm so just frustrated because I'm stuck. Like, I can't. I want to get to that fucking shrine. Yeah. <laughs> I want to play it. Yeah. So actually, I got to find yeah. the, I guess I got to look for those keys, which is kind of what I was thinking, too. Like, mm-hmm. maybe. Because they they did fly off though, like I killed enough of them that they flew off. Yeah. So I thought that I thought that I dispatched them. Mm. Yeah, it's probably like a little little thing. Like, cause I mean, it could be like but one I've, of those little. But like, like I said, I've run through that whole guys encampment area where they are, and yeah. I run all around it, and then I just started doing a spiral from the center where the dot is, yeah. and whistling <laughs> the whole time, and I did that all the way around, around, wow. around, 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 around. Yeah, it started knocking like you, down trees. Yeah. To see if that would help. <laughs> right, you tried everything. Yeah, it seems like you definitely spent a lot of time of it, especially if you were like taking pictures of all the monsters and like hunting them. I mean, that's yeah, like, yeah I did that. You obviously, I did, that. Yeah, I did everything you could to do it. it. That sucks. And uh, and it le- and it said Moblin detected, and then it took me like all the way to the other side of the Great Plateau yeah. where there was just one like on top of a rock or something. Yeah, <laughs> I wish you would have streamed that. That would have been funny. <laughs> if you wanting, I mean, not funny for you, but funny for people watching. <laughs> of you like going in a spiral and then like. Trying to hunt down all the monsters and yeah, but I went to uh, I went online looking for a solution and like some people have had similar things happen, but not yeah. in that spot specifically. Yeah, and yeah. everybody's everybody's suggestion was to like leave the plateau and come back. And you, yeah, one you person actually ended up uninstalling the game and reinstalling it. And oh that, geez, I guess that solved the problem. But I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you won't lose. I mean, will you lose your save files? No, I guess because they. No, have to, I don't think so. Because they would have to. Yeah, that sounds like something I'd yeah, still be afraid awful. to do, though. Yeah, out of possibly losing shit for it. That sucks, though. Yeah, because I, I was gonna say I really like I really like the um, opening stuff with the tuning fork and all that. And once you got to the part where it's like, here, find this part of the map that doesn't look like anything on the map. That was when I was like, oh, this it sucks now. You know, what I mean, I liked the earlier part that was more challenging and fun because I liked it when it kind of pointed me to places. I guess I don't really have the map memorized, and those pictures are they're like different colors too. Like they don't even look like the map. So I had a hard time finding the extra stuff after that. But yeah, hopefully you get to find the rest of that. That's uh, I do too, man. Because I, 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 I don't been, know what to tell I've been you. Other than, finding those yeah, new shrines. Like, yeah, other than it's like I haven't. Seen a new shrine in so long, you know. I know that was the most exciting part of the DLC for me. Like I didn't spoil any aspect of DLC for me. So, and and again, I don't want to say specific numbers in case no one knows. But once I finished DLC and was surprised to see how many shrines were added to the main game, and I was very satisfied with that number. I was like, oh wow, okay. Like you know, I really thought it was going to be less than that, and so I, I was definitely happy with that. Is the is the motorcycle awesome? Like I heard it's pretty cool, and you feed like shit to it, like a uh, Back to the Future <laughs> too, to like give it fuel, pretty much. Like, yeah, whatever you can you use have, any you material in, in yeah. your inventory to uh, any five will max out the fuel, so you could throw anything in there you want. Nice. Yeah, you like just grab it like cooking and just throw it in. Yep, there. Yep, pretty, pretty much. much. The second yeah. you get off your like the seat, like kind of opens up, and it's 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 really cool. Yeah. And what's great about it is, uh, you know, unlike your horse, you really could travel or all sorts of t- terrain like it, it can go up more like much more vertical inclines than your horse can yeah without looking glitchy skyrim like <laughs> oh nice uh you know you could jump with your motorcycle you you don't take any fall damage so you could just leap off a mountain and have you know no fear or anything so that it, it's really fun nice yeah it's, it's... Do stunts and stuff like barrel rolls and flips and all that stuff nothing too <laughs> crazy but uh yeah. you know you can like kind of do like uh you know, like hairpin turns by breaking a certain way. And you know, like I said, you get, you know, there's a jump, like a dedicated jump button just for the motorcycle. So, you know, nothing too fancy, but there is a horn on the front of it. So it's pretty fun to just run down a, you know, a <laughs> horde of enemies. Will they, That's will cool. they like come at you like the same way as whistling? Like if you honk, like will they kind of take notice and start? 
coming um, towards to you? To be honest, I haven't really used it enough to kind of be able to answer that because I, although I did play around with it, but as soon as I really was done with that DLC, I have I have such a backlog of games that I'm trying to finish and play. Oh, sure, yeah. And so, you. you know, I, I finished the DLC, I finished that final dungeon, and I just moved on to something else. Yeah, sure. No, I, no, I get it, man. Got one last question on the bike. When you wh- If you whistle for it, <laughs> does it come rolling over the hill just like the horse? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it does not. That would be amazing. Uh, it becomes its own uh, new rune act on your Sheikah slate. And so you could summon oh, it, okay. similar to like uh, how you would like summon the amiibo scanning ret- uh, reticle in front of yeah. you and you would do the same thing for the bike and just you know press a and then it'll appear in front of you it's like ghost That's rider cool. right <laughs> if you i don't know if, it, if you ever read the old ghost rider comic like he could make the hell bike appear from nowhere that's what i always think of pretty much like, for that pretty much thing. What it's like it's not an actual thing it's like a spirit bike or whatever so you mm-hmm. know it would always be with him like it didn't have to he didn't have to park it anywhere or anything like that you know which is always <laughs> convenient. Uh, convenient for him yeah <laughs> That was when I was a big Ghost Rider fan when I was a kid, and I remember when I was walking home from school, I always wished that I was able to like summon the Hell Bike so I could just like bike bike home and I wouldn't have to walk everywhere. It's like a you know like fat kid dreams, you know. So I was thinking about uh, being able to have like some sort of transportation like whenever you want it, so you don't have to walk anywhere. That's, that's my dream. But yeah, <laughs> uh, is there is there anything else you bought? Well, you probably want to talk about. I want to talk a little bit more about the ukulele. If yes, you're, I definitely uh, want to talk a little bit about that. I think that's all I bought this week. Yeah. Well, let's talk about ukulele, and then I'll talk about the stuff that I bought. And you should talk if you got stuff as well, Justin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, ukulele, like what I was going to say is, I know that ukulele was super buggy, but I know that this that the Switch version is the best version of the game. So whatever problems with or with it before this is probably the best way to play it which is part of like why i ended up getting it i talked about it last week on our live show but i mean ukulele was a game that like me and jeremy like waited for so long we talked about it so many times on the show and all that that it was kind of like i was kind of like i kind of have to get it because i've spent mm-hmm. all this time talking about it and thinking about it and like wanting to play it and i was like i gotta give it a shot and i, I felt like i owed it to myself to play it and get it and all that so I did, and I do. I like it for the most part. But what really annoys me about it, and I told, I texted Jeremy about it when he got it, is like if you get stuck on something, you might have to like leave the level and go talk to some guy who's going to give you a move that'll help you get to the next. That was like what really annoyed me about it because I got really, really stuck, and I and all, and all I had to do was leave the level and go back like a couple rooms and talk to some fucking weird trouser snake thing and like he'll give me another move that i can use to do what i couldn't figure out before you know like it's it's weird like it doesn't seem like organic i guess the way they have it constructed that's the way that the way the game works so and 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 i was because i'd heard so much bad things about it i thought that maybe the game was just really badly designed that way because there's like one thing i got stuck at and i just couldn't do it and then i found out that i needed to learn how to aim and shoot shit and then i got through it you know it's like but i thought it was just bad because everybody kept talking about how bad it was so it's like kind of weird the way the game is structured and i haven't even gotten to the casino level yet which i heard that's like the worst i don't know if you guys got (laughs) there that's the one that i've heard the most shit talked about so i haven't been to that one but i did like pretty much beat that first level set like the whole open world level Mm -hmm. and i got to the ice world and that was kind of cool but i'm still enjoying it for what it is but like i said i haven't gone to the casino yet but Mm -hmm. it's you just kind of have to kind of rethink the way you're gonna the way you would handle a normal game to play ukulele i guess is what i'm saying for that it's like you have to be like oh wait i might have to go buy another move before i can actually do this Like yeah. when I when I first started I, playing the game, and I couldn't hit like Y to like open a treasure. I know you had to deal with this too, Jeremy. But uh, 
that just annoyed me. That's like, oh wait, I can't do a fucking spin move like at the beginning. I gotta go talk to a dumb snake that wears pants, you know, to to wear shorts to like get this uh, move. You the know, best original character <laughs> in the game. Just saying, but yeah, I mean, he has a hilarious <laughs> I name. Think it's but cool. Yeah. He has a hilarious name, but just that the whole game started with you out even with you not even being able to like attack. I felt it was really weird. <laughs> you know, it's like you might as well mm-hmm. just have me just walking around. I can't jump yet until because I need somebody to tell me I can jump and then I'll jump. You know, like I don't know. It felt weird, but that's just kind of how the whole game is designed. So you have to start thinking in that way to for the game to not completely drive you crazy <laughs> you know ukulele is an interesting game to me because to me what it feels like uh, and i mostly agree with everything that you had to say about it but to me what it feels like it feels like a bunch of great ideas like and if we were to kind of equate those ideas to like puzzle pieces instead of it all clicking together they're just kind of dumped on the floor and nothing's like seamlessly working together mm-hmm. so like my biggest complaint about that game is really just the design of the levels like they all feel big for the sake of being big and then you look at something like odyssey which has a lot of levels that are smaller than you realize Mm. like you know new donk city is not that big but you never realize that because it's just very well designed and ukulele just has these huge landscapes that are very easily to get lost in and there's not a lot of like just visual landmarks that are easy to be like oh i'm on the right side of this giant tower but there's like 12 towers in this level and they all look the same like it's just it's kind of messy in that sense and just you know it it, it's frustrating because i want to like it more than i do like i kind of agree with just the general consensus the online community has i think it's just very meh and i think it it was very close to being so much more than it was, but I don't know. And and especially in a post Odyssey world now, I can never see myself going to finish it. Sure. Yeah. You think about Odyssey too. Like you're you're right. A lot of the levels are actually physically smaller mm-hmm. than you feel like they are. But the reason they feel so big is that the levels are so dense. Like mm-hmm. New Donk City, every corner you turn, there's at least five things to do right before your eyes. And it sounds like what you're saying is ukulele is is just you said too big big for the sake of being big. Yeah. They forgot to actually include things to do. Is that right? Yeah, pretty much. But I do have to say, by far, my favorite uh, mechanic in ukulele that, like, that, to my knowledge, I've never seen another platformer do, and I would love for, especially even Mario, to adopt this, is, you know, uh, what is it that you're collecting pages, right? You're collecting pages in that game? Yeah. And so, like, you know, that would be the equivalent of stars in another Mario game, and obviously you collect pages to unlock new levels. But I love the idea that you have this choice so either, okay, I could use these pages to get the next level, or I can make a level I already have unlocked larger, yeah. and that adds new missions, and it adds new areas. And I like that idea. That's a really cool idea, and I like that kind of you know choice factor that the player has. But again, it's just getting big without adding enough substance to you know the size of the level. Like, great concept, but not executed properly. Yeah, that's let me it. ask you something. Since you've all played the game, I haven't played the game. To the extent that you do enjoy it, trying to look at it objectively, how much of your enjoyment is coming from your nostalgia for Banjo Kazooie and sort of recognizing the spirit of Banjo Kazooie in the game? All of it. I would say, I would say, uh, honestly, like definitely majority. I would say seventy five percent of it for me. Yeah. Uh, what I was, and this is kind of what Jeremy said like a week or two ago, is uh, what what it is for me is like. And I think in this, what like what you said is uh, 
I really like 3D platformers, and 3D platformers don't platformers don't really exist anymore. So that's kind of like why I, why I play it. It's not like that it reminds me of Banjo Kazoo. It's just that I really like games like that, and there's not really that many of them out. I mean, I thought about getting that fucking boxy game or whatever on there because it's half off, but it's another 3D platformer. You know, I just like playing those mm-hmm. games. Those are like my favorite games to play on the 64, and they unfortunately they kind of all died off. Like even like Mario went away for a while before like Odyssey because like 3D World wasn't really a 3D platformer. You know, it was a yeah. weird like no. mix. So it, I was just, was I yearn for those, 3D. That's I, all it was. I, I yearn for those games so much. And I understand that that's what they were trying to do. What Platonic was trying to do with the game is like make that type of game. So it's kind of like, that's just the type of games that I, that I like to play. So I just, I play it because, you know, I enjoy those games. It's not necessarily a Banjo-Kazooie nostalgia thing for me. Well, I think, know. I think, uh, I mean, this is the team that made Banjo-Kazooie and well, yeah. probably a lot less people than they needed to make a game of this scope that they were thinking. I think that might be part of it. Like oh yeah. Maybe yeah. The, Sure. Crew's too small, and that's why there's so little content, but giant, like maybe whoever designed the levels was able to have the resources to make huge levels, but the people who made the objectives, maybe there weren't enough people doing that, and that it was rushed. Blah, blah, blah. There's probably a lot to it. But uh, this game's like directly analogous, like in every element so far, to Banjo-Kazooie, you know? The two characters, Banjo-Kazooie, Yuka-Laylee. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then for sure. La- I, think La- I think Laylee's the bat, who's like yeah. the bird Kazooie. Totally, when she's talking to Trouser Snake, it's just like uh, Bottles, uh, not the dolphin, Bottles the mole, like talks shit to him the whole time. Like that's that whole relationship's the same. Mm-hmm. It's like you just took the same character and gave it a different skin. Like oh sure, Banjo Kazooie. Like it's the characters seem the same, and like yeah, Trouser Snake's Bottles, but he like yeah. he's, his personality's a little different, but he he serves the same purpose, even in the narrative, not just in how he plays into the gameplay. So I don't know. That's that's the spirit that I'm saying. That's why I'm so nostalgic because it's literally like playing Banjo-Kazooie with different skins. Sure. Mm-hmm. I do love Trouser's uh, 90s cell phone. That's probably my favorite thing about mm-hmm. it where he keeps getting calls <laughs> from it like while you're talking to him and he keeps pulling it out of his shorts and it's like gigantic. <laughs> it's like like the biggest cell phone ever. Right. And it, I did get kicked out of that. The character actually called Trouser Snake? He's a yeah, snake. His name is Trousers and he's, he's a snake inside a giant pair of trousers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. It's, it's, I call him Trouser Snake. Okay. He's pretty much Trouser Snake, yeah. So it's yeah, he's probably is the best character just because he's hilarious. But you have to buy moves from him from collecting quills, you know, which of course talk to you too because like everything has eyes. Actually, you know, when I don't know if you've gotten to the point, there's like characters where they have eyeballs that like will jump, like jump onto something and possess something. And I was kind of like, oh, I was like, hmm. I was like, don't tell me this is inspiration for Mario Odyssey here. So I know Ukulele came out before. It's just weird that they kind of have sort of a possession mechanic too with those little floating eyeballs that go around. Like even the beginning of the game does that where it like jumps on a box and like moves the box. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It just weirdly reminded me of Odyssey. And I'm like, huh. I mean, I'm sure that they have nothing to do with each other whatsoever, but it's still kind of weird that they got mm-hmm. released That's like strange. so close to each other. And there's a, I mean, you can't do it, but there is like an eyeball that possesses other things. So right. yeah, it's, uh, mm-hmm. that's. That's that. That's <laughs> <laughs> our uh, ukulele talk. Did, wasn't Kazooie kind of snarky also in Banjo Kazooie? Like, cause, like, oh, yeah. Because Laylee's like totally yeah, like snarky I mean. yeah, towards everyone, yeah, yeah. being like, the, yeah, yeah, the, fuck the him, give us whatever. The straight yeah. character and the snark are like, yeah. Direct analogs. Oh, yeah, sure. No, I know I get that. But I mean, like I said, for me, it's just like playing another 3D platformer, which. I like those games. So that's, mm-hmm. that's what keeps bringing me back to it. And plus, I got kind of stuck on Mario, so it wasn't, uh, you know, I wasn't going back to that one as much. Right. But uh, I yeah. do love loading up my Switch with all these fun, beautiful, full 3D games. Like, yeah. it was just something else to throw on the Switch. And like I said before, I likened it to buying 
color splash. Like I paid forty dollars <laughs> for a mediocre game once before. I'll do you it can, again. You can do it again. You can do it many times. <laughs> oh man, I don't want to get into the color splash conversation. Let's change it. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm a passionate Paper Mario fan, and yeah. I feel a certain way about that. Of course. Oh yeah, no, we all. Oh yeah. I mean, it's like uh, I didn't. I didn't play Color Splash as much as Jeremy did, but Sticker I Star was Sticker Star was like that for me, where I just like I just felt like I was so betrayed by the by the Paper Mario <laughs> yeah. series, and I really had high hopes for that, and I was just like. I tried so it was like Skyrim for me. I tried like so many times to play. It. Well, I didn't play Skyrim, but Oblivion. I tried like so many times to play it to the point where I just like gave it away because I didn't want to break it. You know, because I was mm-hmm. like, I hate this game. Take it. You know, <laughs> so I gave it to somebody because yeah. I was going to break the game in half. But it was the yeah. same sort of thing where it's just like I couldn't. I tried very hard, but I could not like it. Like even yep. with Mario and all that in there, I could not do it. And I really tried. Tried very hard. I probably I probably put like thirty hours into it. Like maybe even more than that. It shows on my DS, but it's just like couldn't. I couldn't do it. I just could not. Nope. Like no. I don't blame I can't. you. Yeah. Like I tried really hard, but no, I can't. Sorry, Mario. Sorry, Paper Mario. But yeah, I think uh, <laughs> that's that. On uh, I was gonna say, I think Ukuleles is a little better than uh, Color Splash, or at least I I'll probably play it longer than I did Color Splash. Color Splash was kind of like yeah. I know you had we'll more see. dedication to it, but I haven't touched it since whenever we talked about it for, the, for that show, the Color Splash yeah, show. The the only positive thing I could say about Color Splash is it felt like the it felt like they definitely got the writing back to the sense of humor that the original Paper Mario's had, oh, and, sure. I, and 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 I played a large majority of Color Splash just for that, and you know. When I completely forgot that I was playing a Paper Mario game, there were moments I was sort of able to enjoy it, but I had to completely, like, get out of my mind the mm. idea of, like, this is Paper Mario. Like, no, just pretend you're playing something else, otherwise you're going to be disappointed. Sure. <laughs> it's just an indie game. It's just an indie game. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just keep telling myself, like, this isn't Paper Mario. This isn't Paper Mario. It's just uh, <laughs> another company trying to look like Paper Mario. That's all it is. Yeah. I mean, it did look really good, though. I mean, in HD, oh, like, it, the, the graphics yeah. are great. I mean, I give it that. And those... uh. Those like win win button stickers were pretty cool. You know the stickers that you use to beat the bad guys, like pretty much the big mm-hmm. ones that like have a uh, like the realistic lemons and stuff like that. Yeah. That looked okay. But yeah, enough about uh enough about that. Enough about that shit. Yeah. Sticker star and color splashes. Enough about uh, my game of the year, twenty fifteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was uh, I thought that was 2016. Um, I don't know if you wanted to go, but uh, there was a game I picked up this uh, week. Oh, go for it. Yeah, a little random. Didn't expect to pick it up. I picked up uh, Floor Kids on the Switch. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, that? We want to hear about that because um, I have not you played know what? it. Like, uh, surprisingly fun. I mean, I, I'm sure you've heard it from other people, but the best way to describe it is Tony Hawk, but you're breakdancing. Nice. That's what I like to hear. Like, like, in ter- like in terms of the control scheme and the way like the kind of combo system works and the way to get the highest score possible, it is 100% Tony Hawk. Like, oh, you know, cool. making nice. sure you don't redo the same moves over and over again and, and like having the dexterity uh, to like, you know, balance the right things. And like, and in that sense, it's really addicting. Oh, cool. But you don't have the, How's the music. Oh, it's awesome. It, it's very catchy. And like, you know, it, it's, you know, it, how do I even DJ describe it? Koala them? or something. Kid Koala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. made all the music. And, um, you know, what's cool is like, so for example, like I'm not going to get like really deep into it, but like the most, uh, you know, you use all four face buttons. And so like, uh, you know, just tapping to the beat, any of the four face buttons will be one type of, you know, uh, standing up dance move. But as long as you're actually doing it to the beat. And then once you hold a direction while also doing one of the four, that'll do a, a completely different dance move. And you can very seamlessly be in like up Y, up Y, up Y, down X, down X, down X, oh, cool. right B, right B, right B. And like mix all sorts of different things together as oh, long wow. as you're staying to the beat. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I never even... Yeah, the controls sound, sound pretty cool. The controls, does it give you the sensation... That your your thumbs are like breakdancing. 
Um, kind controls. of. So, so like, there's four different like categories of dance moves. Um, so one of them are power spins. So like, uh, you know, uh, depending on which shoulder button you're holding, and then you have to spin the control stick in a circle, and um, that's you know like how you'll make your guy like spin on his head or like spin on his back, and you have to be careful because if you go for too long, like he'll topple mm-hmm. over and you'll lose a bunch of points and you'll lose some of the crowd. Um, and then you have like uh, freeze moves where like, you know, holding X and A together, like that's when you'll just kind of like stand like on one hand, like freezing for a moment. And the longer you hold it, the more points you get. But again, you're risking falling over. So oh, like, sure, you know, yeah. like one kind of combo is like doing a power spin and then freezing in the middle of it and holding as long as you can. And then if you like hit another button while you're frozen, you can like do a little hop and you know, you, there's all little ways to just kind of like sprinkle on little bonus points. It's like every little dance move and it gets really addicting. It's a lot deeper than I expected it to be. Is there a multiplayer so mode in it at all? Can you like play with the play with a buddy on floor kids? Oh uh, yeah. Two player. single player. But only two player. No, 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 not three or four player. Can unfortunately. You, can you play horse? Like, like you could in uh, Tony Hawk. Do you remember that? Or like you uh, set the score. That'd be, a I'll be honest. I haven't gotten the chance to uh, check out the multiplayer, like myself personally. I just know that the option is there. Oh, okay. No, I'm just curious to, cause what you're saying like sounds really cool, but I'm just wondering like how much, uh, how much there is to do with that like is the the single player is pretty robust or uh like how- um i mean it's yeah you know, for a 20 dollar game like uh i don't know if i would say robust but it's definitely you know I, i'm very much so a completionist so like i'm the type of person that like i want to get like five stars in every level and oh, so sure, like yeah. you know and and the method to score well is just really fun so it's not a game that it feels like a drag to try and like go and like get all five stars for each level you know what i mean i mean from what i've seen the single player is pretty standard go around the city hit different levels unlock new characters like it really doesn't throw any curveballs or stuff like that but i could be wrong like i've only played like i would say like honestly like four hours of the game oh, okay yeah i'm just uh, i'm just curious because uh yeah it definitely sounds like tony hawk but it's like in tony hawk there's like so many different rails to grind you know and it's like sure yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Spot. So and I'm plus like, i it needs to be stated, like, I really love the art style where it's all hand-drawn. Like, I think that's really cool also. Oh, I don't yeah, know if no, you've ever seen, like, what the game actually looks like. Kind of, having seen only a few videos, kind of looks like a like a Gorillaz video or something. That, that, that is exactly what it looks like. Yeah, that's, like, yeah. the perfect comparison. <laughs> For sure. Nice. Cool, cool, yeah, cool. no, that's another one. It, um, seems like, it seems like the kind of game, it might have legs... Uh, where you could like download a new song, new DLC or whatever, you know, sort of in the same way, like in, when you're playing DDR, you, know, you can d- download a bunch of different songs for that or whatever. Mm-hmm. I can imagine it, it can have legs in that way. Yeah, like a Guitar Hero or whatever, you know. A guitar Hero, yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, you can yeah, get definitely. like s- get song packs and stuff like that. Sure. But not like this. Oh, yeah, no. American Idol. <laughs> <laughs> no, not like American Idol. Oh yeah, GBA on, on GBA. I know you mentioned. I know you, Jeremy mentioned that he bought it before, but you actually have it now, and you did do a video of it on YouTube. I did. I did. And I watched. Watch I, it. It's I, did, I didn't watch. Horrifying. I didn't watch the whole video, <laughs> but I watched like a couple songs, and I did like. I did like laugh my ass off watching it because it's like, you know, it's like. I kind of wish I hadn't ever watched the YouTube videos, but then again, I never would have bought it. But, yeah, because uh, the way the it voice was, goes is. I hilarious. did record myself yeah. the first time I played it, so it was. A genuine like first reaction to playing it it doesn't and have a I, it doesn't have your I face in it though like it would have it would have been funny to see, see i love how bad you were doing and then paul abdul's like you did a good job and randy's <laughs> like, like yo dog you nailed it <laughs> yeah. i know 
I'm like, no, I should have lost. I was trying to lose. It's such a ridiculous game, but hilarious to watch. I don't know. I'm sure know if you've seen it before, Justin. So if floor if floor kids is better, I believe I've seen a little bit of it. (laughs) It's better than floor kids. No way. You should go audition for American Idol and bring your GBA. Like I will watch this. Yeah, you'll be like, a, so what do you be got for us, like guys? He's like, hold on, hold on. You just play it in front of the microphone. It's like, yeah. and they're like, oh, you make you take your clothes off. <laughs> like, uh, live, live in the Vita Loca. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That game's hilarious. So uh, I bought, uh, for this week, I bought um, Romancing Saga 2, which I talked about for our 100th episode. I talked about streaming it live and I actually did stream it on YouTube. And I actually got a ton of views for it. Well, I mean, I got like a hundred. Yeah, you got a lot of views. I got like a hundred something, which is good for me. You know, <laughs> if I get thirty, I'm like, hey, that's cool, right? But yeah, for some reason, uh, people watch my first two hours of rom- romancing saga. But uh, that game's that game's cool. Um, I don't know if you or you guys are familiar with it, but Final Fantasy Legend uh, on Game Boy, original Game Boy, is Saga One. So like Final Fantasy Legend One, Two, and Three is Sonic is Saga One, Two, and Three in Japan, and then Romancing Saga One was on Super Nintendo. And Romancing Saga 2, well, Super Famicom was on Super Famicom also. And this is the first time that it's been, well, I mean, it's been released on like uh, on uh, Steam, but this is like the first, yeah, you know, for Nintendo and all that. And I guess it was on Vita before, but yeah, it's the first like American translation of it for Nintendo. And it's, it feels like, it feels Final Fantasy, but it's a lot different, like the way it works. I don't know, they, they did a, the Retronauts did an episode about it, and weirdly enough, I listened to it like right before I even knew this game was coming out. So I kind of knew what the game is, but the game has life points, which you can't really refill. So like every time your guy dies, you'll lose a life point. And if you run out of life points, there's permadeath. Like your dude dies forever, oh. forever, oh. and you can't come back to life. So like your main guy, whoever you are, like if you if he dies, like he inherits his powers to a new person that you that comes into the game because he's dead. He can't come back to life. Okay. So uh, that's an interesting thing. And I think in Romancing Saga two, like you can only restore your life points with specific items like you can't like you know do it in a a hotel or anything like that you can't like you know sleep it off or anything like that so it's kind of like crazy because i'm like oh shit i only have so many i have so many life points and when they're gone you know they're gone so it's a it's it's an interesting game but yeah it's a i ended up picking that one up and then i put i picked up that uh japanese uh learning game on there as well, just for the fun of it. The Hiragana Pixel Party, which is basically, it's not quite floor kids, but it's like a rhythm-based game to teach you uh, the different uh, signals for uh, It'll, like, Japanese. teach you how to read Japanese, but you don't understand it. You can just read it. Well, no, the, it's like, they're, uh, I mean, as far as I got, it's just like vowels. So it'll show you the symbol that means ah or e or whatever. And it actually kind of does it in a cool way. Like, you use, a, you know, you use all the four face buttons to do it. Then you're basically a little character just running along a 2D plane, and you just jump over each one every time you see it. But it'll change where the where the symbol is on the on the buttons, like every time you every time you you do a jump. So so it won't be you're thinking like oh hit B B A every time. You'll be thinking oh hit this signal and this symbol and then this symbol to do it. So it kind of like does a really cool way to get it in your mind. And there's also like a like Katakana mode that you can switch it to. So I thought it was just Hiragana, but it has both. So that's cool. I'm wondering if you can unlock like a kanji mode later. But if you're trying to learn how to read Japanese, it's actually the best game for that that I found so far. Like I downloaded one for Wii U and it, it just wanted you to just uh, memorize all the symbols and I couldn't do that. So it's worth it for that for fun edutainment stuff. And I think it's only like eight bucks. But yeah, that was another game that I got that, I, that I've been playing. But uh, right. yeah. It's kind of kind of out there, but you know. But I think I think that's good. Uh, I think that's good for what I got. If there's something I forgot about it, that's fine because we're kind of 
getting long anyway here. But let's do the news really quick, and then we'll take a break and get into our topic. It's at the top of the show, I know you were saying that there's an arms update tomorrow. We can just get right into that right now if you want. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, you know, I don't know if any of you guys play arms, but uh, yeah. So uh, we got a teaser trailer about a week ago saying that it was still coming this year. So everyone's like, well, you don't have a lot of time. So, what? you know, but uh, yeah, uh, the Japanese uh, Twitter account for Nintendo just uh, announced uh, today that uh, tomorrow, uh, which is uh, what, uh, December 20, uh, December 21st, yeah. Uh, so it'll be the fifth free DLC character we're getting with the game, which means we'll be getting a new stage, because every new character comes with a new stage, so that'll be also be the fifth new stage we're getting. Every new character comes with three unique arms that you can then unlock for the other characters, so that's going to bring us up to uh, 12 new arms that have come out since the game first came out, because one of the fighters didn't come out with their own three. And I think that's everything coming out in the update tomorrow. Is that so? You said this is the fifth. So there's been a what? Mass was it? Max Brass. Max, yeah, it's uh, been uh, Lola. first was Max Brass. Uh, second was Lola Pop, which was yeah. like this mime clown character. Yeah, and missing uh, Missingo, after right? That we uh, surprisingly out of nowhere got a unannounced, just like uh, Springtron, which was like a almost like the Akuma of Springman. Like he's just like a robotic Springman, and oh, wow. he does play differently. Uh, so uh, he got added in. Oh, that's the one most recent character, besides the one coming tomorrow, is this guy named uh, Misa- uh, Misango? Misango? I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. But he's, he's like the shaman guy. Very fun and very unique. He's surprisingly deep in how his mechanics work. Mm-hmm. And then we don't know the name of this character that we're getting to tomorrow. We know it's a female. She looks very electric-based. She, she looks like she could teleport. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting how mm-hmm. it changes the game. Do you? I, I take it you play a lot of arms then? That are you, I have you about have? 110 hours on the game and still play all the time. Yeah, oh, wow. I know it's yeah. not a game that is uh, very popular or like, but uh, me and my friends like it, it's a game I think is very easy to uh, kind of put off to the side and think is doesn't have a lot of depth, but the depth comes from a very different place than other uh, typical fighters because this isn't a game where each fighter has. A move set or like you know combo you know potential it's very much so a game 100 percent about movement and when you look at all the abilities each fighter has majority of the time it's some sort of tweak in how they move and everything's about juking and reading your opponent like where are they going to throw that punch where are they going to move i have to have a punch there and you know just the whole uh you know i don't want to get too deep into the strategy of arms but just you know knowing that you only have two fists to work with like you know, the limitations is what makes it as deep as it is in those mechanics, if that makes any sense. Sure. Yeah, no, I, I think ARMS is a cool multiplayer game. I just don't, uh, I guess I don't play it as much as I would like to. Like, I wanted to get into some of those, uh, whatever their equivalent is of the uh, Splatfest. I forget what they call it. Oh, yeah, the party crashes. Yeah. That was another surprise update, and those are super fun. I like yeah, those, those cool. a lot. Yeah. And, uh, my favorite aspect of them is they encourage you to test ARMS you 
probably would never try to use with all sorts of fighters because uh, every 15 minutes it rotates uh, what arms will give you bonus points for a particular fighter. So it's a nice incentive to be like, oh, you know, I would never use this on this guy, but I get more points right now if I do it. So let me try it. A uh, thing I completely forgot that I bought, I wanted to just jump back into it really quick, what you were saying about arms, is fucking Brawl Out. I got that game this oh, week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It came out on Tuesday. Did you get that game, Justin? Have you tried that out I, I did not, but I have played maybe just 30 minutes of it from a friend who did get it. Okay. Um, I just It reminded me of it because of ARMS, because uh, cause I was like, when was the last time I played ARMS? The last time I played ARMS, I played as like Lola Pop for a while and like went through mm-hmm. her single player and i always it always disappointed me that the arms doesn't have any story in the single player yeah but brawlout actually does so there's a mm-hmm. one up for them against uh, arms but the what I, what i wanted to say about that game and we don't need to talk about it for that long but it's basically like smash brothers except they took all of the items out of it and they made all mm-hmm. of the levels just like final destination so it's kind of like they tried to make it for the extreme smash brothers I mean, players i mean i strictly play competitive smash so yeah. that's fine so that's what me, you do but okay. i understand for others that might not be the case yeah no i mean it's fine I, it's just like it's kind of funny that they go for that and they don't really they take out some of the charm and charm of it i guess for some people who want it to be more crazy you know with all the mm-hmm. items and stuff like that which i always played you know i mostly did it with the items i never did it itemless or anything like that i mean unless somebody requested it but but i'm not a competitive player or anything like that but if if I played it like a convention or something, I would do it, you know, no items. But from what I played of it, it's pretty fun. You know, it's a good, it's a good stopgap, I guess, before the new uh, Smash Brothers comes out. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, uh, it's, it has weird, weirdly, it has some like uh, frame hiccups was like a big thing that I had problems yeah, with. Yeah, sure it does. You saw that it does. Too. And there's no need, and there's no excuse for it to have it. For, because the graphics are so simple and it's just like, and it's like weird. I don't know. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And I played a lot of online stuff, and I guess I thought maybe it was my connection, but apparently it was everybody's connection, that it was mm-hmm. getting, like, everybody was having a really hard time. Because sometimes it'd be super smooth, and sometimes it'd be like yep. you know, like a slideshow like slide almost, you know? It's like, you know? And there was one guy that actually quit on me, which I streamed it, and I thought it was pretty hilarious. Where I was like, I hit him, and he was like flying off, and then it was like, disconnection. And I was like, wow, people still do that? Like, people still like fucking quit so they don't get like a... Rage yes, they don't get it. That's, that's well, you, the fighting games. That's they thrive on fighting games. Yeah. Rage quitters. Well, you remember. You remember I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess that the development team probably uh, were hurrying to get it out before Nintendo makes whatever announcement they're about to make in January. Maybe yeah. who knows? Maybe maybe we're getting a, a Smash, you know, Wii U Deluxe or whatever. Yeah, we don't know. They're under the gun, I'm sure, to get sure. it out. They know what's up. When yeah. Smash comes, I think people will leave that one to the dustbin of history. Yeah, pretty much. But as but for now, for twenty bucks, it's a pretty it's a pretty fun game. I mean, there's a mm-hmm. there's a lot of unlockables on it. Like, there's no microtransactions or anything like that. So, and it's and it's fun to play. What I was saying about the the rage quit guy. Do you guys remember the day like when you play online and somebody would like. They'd quit so they didn't have a so they didn't lose so they could keep like their undefeated oh, yeah. rank and right all that. Yeah. It just happened to me twice yeah. today on Rocket League. Because uh, because uh, I remember that people would try to do stuff to where you'd automatically get a lose if you quit like on certain games because I remember like the Metroid Prime Hunters on on DS oh, did right, that right. to you you know like if you quit you'd get an automatic lose so I guess people are still doing that but it was just kind of crazy I was like man jeez I didn't know but yeah, yeah. it's a uh, I'll, I'll play I'll play it some more but yeah it's a uh, it it the you don't you don't have the items thing and the other thing is like you know everybody knows the charm of char- the charm of Smash Brothers is seeing all the Nintendo characters that you know and love on there fighting each other and 
they have like two characters that maybe you know and maybe you don't know. You know, like Juan I, and the Drifter. I, I do have to say, I think <laughs> it's really cool that they have those two guest characters, hi- the Hyperlight Drifter. Oh yeah, and, I just, uh, Juan yeah. from Guacamelee. Like I didn't, I didn't know they were gonna have any sort of like kind of like indie like characters in there. I was like, oh that, that like I I had no- I knew nothing about this game going into it oh, when sure. I tried it. Yeah. So seeing them in the character roster, I was like, oh that's pretty cool. Oh yeah, no, I think it's great. I just wish they had more. It'd be cool, really yeah. cool if like Shovel Knight was on there, like Ukulele, and like the fucking kid from Golf Story. I don't know. <laughs> throw, throw, throw everybody honest, in there. Uh, yeah. Though with. My love for Shovel Knight, I think Shovel Knight's too good for this game. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd still, I mean, he's in ukulele, and he didn't like that one. So, you know, uh, he, he can get around and do stuff, <laughs> you know, which I thought that was really weird running into him. Oh, spoilers if you haven't gotten to him yet, Jeremy. What? But he's, he's in there. <laughs> yeah. No, I've known about that for a long time. Yeah. yeah it's kind of, he felt really out of place there, too, though. He's like, he's like yeah, I got lost. Uh, I was in another, I, I can't find my game, and I'm 3D now. So, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Ju- Justin, where did you play Yuka? Did you play it on PC? Yeah, I have it on PC. Oh, okay. Did you do the Kickstarter thing and all that, or did you just mm-hmm. buy it on Steam? Yep, I just bought it on Steam. I, I was not involved in the Kickstarter at all. Cool. Just curious. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, my roommate was a he uh, kickstarted uh, Mighty Number no. Nine, so he wasn't too happy about that when That's that game. <laughs> yeah, I kept. Right. Uh, yeah, I kept thinking when I was trying to think of Wonderful 101, I'd say Mighty Number no. 9 because they have like the same syllables. But I'm like, no, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a bad game. Don't think about that one. Uh, there's a. I think there's only like a couple more new stuff to talk about real quick. Uh, I, one thing I, speaking of Zelda stuff earlier with the DLC, I saw, did you see that thing like where they were talking to them and they said, uh, they were saying that they weren't going to do any more DLC or, well, they said they're working on another Zelda game already is what yes. I heard. Mm-hmm. So does that, I think that I figured that was meaning that they probably won't do any more DLC for this, but that doesn't yeah, really surprise me because, you know, once they finish one thing, they move on to the next thing. So I'm kind of more into that, like them working on another Zelda than like making a Breath of the Wild, like a platform. Or what do you guys, how do you guys feel about that? I mean, I wouldn't mind some more DLC. I'll say that. But if they were going to do a Majora's Mask type, like weird spin on Breath of the Wild, I'd be into it. Use the same engine, make it faster. Hell yeah. 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 I think, you know, if they had uh, robust online gaming back in 19, uh, you know, 98 or whatever Ocarina Time came out, you know, they would have made a, a Majora's Mask as a DLC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it wouldn't have been a whole you separate so? cartridge game. Yeah, I think so. That's a big DLC. That's a big it awesome had to, DLC. They had there. to use the expansion pack. <laughs> yeah, made it. Did have true. to use it? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's true. I mean, I didn't. I, I, I think because it used the same engine and everything. I, th- I think mm-hmm. they would have basically re-strategized and said, "Okay, well, we can make the same, uh, make it make a different game with the same engine." Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. it's kind of like well, well, DLC well going off of that, uh, uh, maybe, you know, kind of combining yeah. uh, some things that you guys said. I, you know. I'm completely fine with no further DLC for Breath of the Wild, but, you know, with my time with that game, seeing how big Hyrule is and just imagining how long it took to just, like, how detailed a world this large was. And, you know, I really hope what I would like to see them do is go the Majora's Mask route. I would love for them to be like, let's just take this same exact engine, this same exact Hyrule, like maybe, um, you know, do like sort of a prequel where you could build up Hyrule Castle Town and like don't have Hyrule in ruins. Let's just have the same world map, maybe just like, you know, but have it like flourishing instead of in ruins. And like, make like you know have like just a quick two-year development cycle of you know doing a majora's mask like kind of thing where you 
have a fully new game, but you're reusing old assets to just pump it out quicker. Yeah. No, I mean, that's what I was going to say, too. Yeah, they should do something like that where maybe not necessarily use the same map, but, you know, use all the stuff that they have and just recreate mm-hmm. a new game out of it. You know, which I think they they, they have to be doing something like that because if they want to do a whole brand new thing that's like Breath of the Wild, that's going to take another, like, I don't know, six years. Like, how long did it mm-hmm. take for this one to come out between, like... right. I mean, what was before this Skyward Sword? Like that was a long time ago, you know. Like, yep. uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like they had been working on that since well, the Wii U was out for what, like, what has been like five years since it came out, and that was supposed to be for that, and it didn't come out for that, and it came out. Well, it did, but at the very end of it, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I'd rather they would just. Uh, I wish they would do the same thing with both of them. Like, I'd like to see DLC for Odyssey, but it'd be cool if they would like kind of put something together like Super Mario Galaxy Two, you know, where they have like a sequel out sooner than later. Mm. And it'd be yeah. cool if they did like a Majora's Mask thing with Breath of the Wild too, you know, like re re-release it with like some new uh, story, uh, what rearrange the characters and have them be all different people or whatever. Like not keep the same style, but you know, write a new story around it would be cool for sure. I'd be down with that. Um, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, Zelda Rescue Link. Zelda is, is she already yeah. rescuing Link? Yeah. Besides uh, CDI, it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> What about Linkle? She can be a character. But yeah, everybody, everybody loves her. I would right? like to see that actually. I would too. For sure. Um is there uh let's say I don't think I have a whole lot of stuff on here. I saw that Pac-Man Championship Edition 2 is coming to Switch, which is cool cuz I oh, like yeah, Pac-Man Champion cool. Edition 1. That's cool. That's pretty rad. Yeah. And um and the Switch version is the only version that will have a new two-player co-op mode. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So that's mm-hmm. that's pretty that's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. I saw uh, with the uh, the Mario and Rabbits creative director made a pitch for the for a Zelda Wind Waker game on GBA. Did you see that? Like a like a chip version of it, like a two D one. I yeah, it looked really cool. Yeah. Um, really quick plug in that I just want to say, like going off of uh, Mario plus Rabbits, like sure. I since the uh, free update of the uh, PvP versus mode came out, like. I haven't been buying new games because me and my friend have been enjoying the hell out of that. It is yeah. so fun, and it's been it's re-inspired me to go back and beat that game, which I never beat. So like that's what I've been playing recently. Honestly, is just yeah. Mario Rabbids. Yeah, I haven't I haven't beaten it either. Like I'm uh, next week, I'm taking like a week off from work, pretty much just to play games from last year to try to get shit together for our for our year episode that we do after that. So I'm gonna try to like play more of Mario Rabbids and uh, you know do more of Odyssey and Zelda and Steam World Dig and like all that other stuff that I haven't gotten through but I want to. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, the verse mode sounds really cool. I don't have anybody here to play it, but if you come <laughs> up the first week of January, maybe me and Jeremy you can play it and stream it or something like that. And do some of two player stuff. It's surprisingly yeah. deeper than I thought it would be, especially yeah. for a free unexpected update. Like it's it's not just the game in two player. Like uh, they they actually kind of like remix some things. And and I think it's really cool. Like, but you know, I don't want to get too deep into that. Oh sure, yeah, but no, that's a yeah. No, I totally want to play it for sure. Um, I think if, if there's anything that I'm, is there anything you know of that I'm missing? Well, uh, John did say something that I didn't see yet. Yeah, the uh, yeah, so yeah. Go for it. This was just announced before we started recording about two hours ago on Nintendo's Twitter. They announced they have a brand new Nintendo Power podcast. Yes, I did see this. You saw that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The competition. Pretty exciting. I haven't got a chance to listen to it, obviously. So who's going to uh, be on it? Like Bill Trinan and, and Reggie? and Chris Slate. I don't, I don't know if we know him. Nope. Do we know him yet? No. Oh, it's probably going to be like Treehouse people, right? Like, uh, will, uh, will uh, what's-her-face be on there from uh, from IGN? I would think so. Yeah, Audrey? I mean, I think they'd utilize her. Yeah, yeah she hosts all the live Nintendo I mean, events she's got, and She's got podcast so. experience, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, go listen to the Nintendo Power podcast, but do not quit listening to Nintendo Main. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, we we have a uh, we have people that we have to fight against now. That's our competition. It's the Nintendo podcast. Well, I know that like Sony had their own podcast for a while, mm-hmm. and I know like a lot of people like as I think there's like a Star Wars official Star Wars podcast that I listen to for a little bit, but it's like mm-hmm. it's not fun because they can't like make fun of themselves or like have really an opinion on like because everything's great, you know, because it's like through the company. So so I'm wondering. If right. That's... Well, it's kind of like the Nintendo Power Magazine. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like the. the... 2017 or 2018 it's like the yeah. magazine which uh i mean i read uh, i mean you can see my nintendo powers back here i read all of them growing up and all that and uh, most of them before they gave a score of anything it was always like one good thing and one bad thing and mm-hmm. you would always like read through you could tell the ones they really didn't like but didn't want to say they didn't like it because their good thing pretty much sounds the same as their bad thing <laughs> like if you're looking at right. what they say like chrono trigger it's like What's the great thing? It's like the greatest RPG. It's like, what's your bad thing? It's like, well, it'll make you not like other RPGs as much because it's too good. <laughs> it's, bas- it's basically what it said. Uh. It said it would spoil you for other RPGs. And I'm like, well, that's not really a bad thing. <laughs> but yeah, stuff like that. But um, but yeah, uh, I think that's... Uh, I just want to talk... Uh, just wanted to mention for like releases tomorrow. I mean, there's not... I'm not going to go through all of them. But uh, there's one in particular that we talked about before mom hid my game comes out tomorrow that weird japanese uh mobile game that was in the nin- that was in the nindy direct comes out to- and i think it's only like three dollars so it's, it's five dollars so uh, buying that for sure that's a notable release for me on the uh of like the 20 other games there's some other game called uh frederick i guess it's about chopin that's on there that looked interesting that one's like six bucks too are you? Is there anything you're like looking for this week, uh, Justin, or any of you guys? Aside from uh, Mom hid my game, like Dear Gods on there. I remember that was on the Indies. Uh, not that I could think of. I like you know between trying to finally finish Rabbids and uh, being excited for the Arms character tomorrow and just oh, other sure, games yeah. I'm trying to finish. Like yeah. <laughs> I haven't even been really paying much attention to like any any further releases for 2017. Yeah, it's kind of it's super crowded on the Switch, but I try to I try to stream stuff like every Thursday, so I'm always looking at what's coming out for the week. I think Mom hid my game will probably be mine. Plus there's another game called uh, The Next Penelope that looks like super anime and it's like kind of like a looks like F0 meets like Gradius, so I might try that one out. That one's kind of cheap too. I think it's only like 10 or 12 bucks. So who knows? But uh, and I think like the week after that is um is a SteamWorld heist, which I never played that game. So that's coming out the week after tomorrow. So that'll be my one for next week. We won't have a show next week. Well, we will. It'll be a bonus show, but it won't be an actual numbered one. But uh, anyway, if that's uh, you think we got everything for the news, let's uh, take a break and then we'll talk about the wonderful one hundred and one. Did we mention uh, and unite? Did, did we mention the uh, IGN gave? Zelda game of the year. No, but I mean, oh. is that did that surprise anyone? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just another thing to add on the pile for Zelda. Yeah, I mean, I I know that it won. Did Mario Odyssey get anything? Like, did whatever their I'm, other categories I'm not sure. were? It was on the list, but it it wasn't number one. Because like on the VGAs, like they got best family game, which is like such a weird category. It's like, yeah. you know, it's like a. Okay, well, like, but Zelda's not in there. That's kind of a family game, I guess. I don't know, but yeah, I expected that it would get game, game of the year. It's not a family game. <laughs> it's too much. Yeah. Well. Anyway, uh, let's take a break, and then we'll get into uh, you know reuniting forums and and giant pink whips and stuff like that. Let's awesome. Do it.
yeah, um, because of uh, the number of our episodes, uh, Jeremy insisted that we did a 101 for this. Since Wait, it's that 101. was me? Yeah, you were the one. You insisted that we do an episode of wonderful for wonderful one hundred and one, and because I knew that that none of us had actually played all the way through the uh, through the game, but had an idea of it, I wanted to have a, a guest on the show who knew something about it. And uh, and Justin uh, res- responded to the NBC group, and uh, his I I watched his video review, and I liked the video review, and I was like, yeah, he seems to know what he's talking about, so we'll have him on. And plus, you were able to work with our late time recording and all that, so it worked out really well. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's our that's our topic is we're going to talk about the wonderful 101 which is uh like i said before thanks to watching your video and revisiting it a second time i actually enjoyed it a lot more and it's a really really good game it's um i don't know if they're going to bring it to switch i mean i'm sure they will i mean why not they bring everything to switch nowadays i won't double dip on it because i have my wii u hooked up and all that but mm-hmm. be nice for other people too you know that's kind of how i feel about that yeah. but where to start on this well why don't you uh do you want to talk about it first here or say well, uh, well uh, uh one thing i want to say is I'm I'm glad what you say about uh my uh review kind of clearing things up for you and like you know the comparison mm-hmm. to Bayonetta and helping you yeah. kind of understand the game a little better because you know I did other video reviews uh after that video review but that was the first one I did for my channel and I was so passionately upset reading other reviews on the game and blatantly realizing, like, the, these scores are happening because these critics are, they don't have enough time to really understand the game. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, I, I said it earlier, but, you know, even me, like, you know, I would, like, not have given that t- that game the time it needed if it wasn't for, you know, the Wii U droughts that we always had, especially at that time. It was yeah. pretty early in the Wii U's life cycle. Yeah, it was and, like... you know, a- I, I even remember, like, I would say, like, I, I was, like, a good eight hours maybe even 10 hours in it and i was just telling myself i'm like this game is just not clicking with me like i just but i still felt like obligated to just keep trying and i remember like you know just by like the 15 minute like 15 minute 15 hour mark like it just clicked and started to make sense and once i realized like i need to stop thinking about this game as like other games or like other action games and completely commit to the idea of like this is something completely new i need like what did what was the developer intending like how do they want me to think when playing this game yeah and once i went into it with that mindset it just all came together and it was really important to me that i just get the voice out there like hey this is a great game and it's going to take you a long time to understand why it's great it is not a game that you could pick up and understand. It is not a game you could pick up and just – it is not intuitive in that way in any way, shape, or form. And it's unfortunate that it's not because there is a beautiful, wonderful game hidden in the complication and just mess that – and just, you know, just the concept alone. It's like Pikmin cross Bayonetta, Devil yeah. May Cry, just like crazy concept. But just once you understand it, it's just – it's just phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, it's a. I mean, the game is fucking great. Like, uh, I, I was gonna see if you remembered any specific reviews in particular where, because I remember reading a few that were like they didn't understand what it was, and then by the time they figured out what it was, they didn't really care anymore. Is what some exactly. of the reviewers yeah. said. I mean, I, I, you know, that's that's going back a couple of years. I can't remember any specific reviews, but I remember like you know, especially because you know, like I was also saying earlier, like it's just a game that like. You know, even like uh, the first boss you face, like, is just on the most ridiculous epic scale, and you're just like, well, well, what can top that? And the, yeah. this game has <laughs> a way going. of just pushing the bar past what you even thought was possible in terms of just like scale and mm. it, like ridiculousness. 
And, um, you know, it, it's a game that just as you get deeper and deeper into it, like once you think you've seen it all, it just throws curveballs at you that are just like, and, you know, it's a game that like, you know, it just gets so much better as you get into it. And I could, by reading some of these reviews, I remember back then, I was just like, you, you gave up way too early. And you, you know, you, you're, you're, you know, a, a critic, you probably have a bunch of other games you need to review. I get yeah. it. Cause this is a game that you need to like, give it your time in order for it to really just kind of marinate and understand. So, like, I was just frustrated. Like, you know, I saw so many, like, sixes. I'm like, this is, like, a nine, like, minimum yeah. for me. Like, oh, it's, yeah. it's it's so good. Uh, all right. I, I could just keep ranting about it. Like, sure. it's just, it really is something that, you know, you you have to really just kind of forget other games for a moment when, when you're learning it. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you, since you said it took you, like, 15 hours to figure out, like, how the game worked. Did you like go back and start from the beginning again, or like go back to the previous levels and try to get like better medals and all that in the levels? Like now you figured now that you'd figured out how the game works or how the game was supposed to be played. Um, I didn't start a new file, but I definitely went back to get those platinum trophies because, yeah. uh, I think that's something all or most platinum games, um, for sure really yeah. benefit from. It's very easy to just go back and, and try and perfect, you know, the perfect combo in like a perfect level and something. Mm-hmm. Um, and just one thing I want to add real quick is I think another reason I, I praise Wonderful 101 so highly is, you know, I'm someone that uh, really believes that, uh, you know, video games are unique compared to other media. Like, you know, when you look at movies or, you know, music like, you know, where it's interactive. And so because of that, like, I personally enjoy when a game takes full advantage of the fact that, you know, you could put me in, you know, a world that is completely not possible. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, obviously, like, you know, like a Call of Duty game could be fun and I can have my enjoyment, but it's still in some way, shape or form, like grounded in reality. Yeah. So like, you know, and that's the reason why I'm a Nintendo fan. Like I would rather oh, yeah. play a game that it puts me in a world that cannot possibly exist. Me too. And for that reason, that's why the wonderful one is wacky in a way that just cannot even be explained you're 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 combining hundreds of human bodies to become a giant hammer to smash over a like cybernetic dragon it's like what is going on here i love it (laughs) well uh, you know it's just that kind of ridiculousness that i'm just like this is like it really embraces the fact that it's a video game and it never take it takes itself seriously it's always making fun of itself which i think only adds to the enjoyment of the game Mm -hmm. like uh even wonder red like the main uh leader of the the group like you know later on in the game you, you know he is basically like just a a joke on anime characters that shout out the names of their attacks before they attack and like yeah. there's some points later on in the game where like he's for like a full minute being like super hyper comet overlord gla- galaxy finale and everyone's yeah. like uh one <laughs> come on like the bo- the boss is walking away <laughs> and like you know like there's yeah. like moments like that i'm like this game completely understands its humor and oh, i love yeah, it yeah. for that no, it's a and a, and a, at the beginning, like what I've played is uh, with Wonder Red. Like they keep making fun of him because he's only been on, been on the team for like a day and he's already mm-hmm. the leader. Like I thought that was really funny because the beginning <laughs> of the game opens up with him. He's a teacher and he rescues this like school bus, the school bus train thing filled with kids. And then all of a sudden he becomes the the leader of this team that he's never been a part of before. And every time like you find a new character, like a new ability or whatever, they all always like make fun of him. They're like, why is he like, why is this novice the leader? Like he's only been yeah. on the team for like a day. Like what the, what the fuck? So that was funny. And another thing on your, when you're talking about, uh, 
how crazy the game is and how like not realistic it is. I mean, there's a gun that you have that shows that it's shooting bullets made out of your teammates at people, <laughs> and you shoot like, like you're a lot of bullets shooting human bodies. And it's ridiculous, at yeah. These robots, and it's just yeah, it's great. You're shooting human bullets at people, so it's like wow, that's insane. Yeah, because right when you get to the fat French dude or whatever that has like the food on his face all the time like when i forget it's what's well, wonder green but i forget like what his real name is yeah but he, he reminds me of uder from uh the simpsons you know like uder uder like the uh the big german oh, yeah, guy yeah, that yeah, eats yeah. all the chocolate and all that yeah <laughs> he's like i can't because um, i'm filled with but, cake but uh you know so i think one reason why the, the game doesn't kind of show itself off well initially uh is you know you, you know it's obviously an action game it's you know it's a platinum game so and that's what they do best and i think it's very easy like uh you know you have this weird isometric camera angle and you have like hundreds of little people mm. and if it's very easy to like when you first look at this game to just be overwhelmed with what's on screen like it's all colorful you got a hundred little guys running around you're like what i'm creating shit and for anyone who is watching or listening and, and doesn't know anything about the game basically what happens is Think Pikmin, where you're controlling a hundred little people, and you're cons- like based on shapes that you draw either on the touchpad or with the analog stick. Uh, you put them into different shapes. So drawing a circle makes them into a giant fist, and then you can yeah. just punch a giant robot. Or uh, making like a right angle turns them into a gun. But the interesting part is the bigger shape you make, the more people you use to make that. Yeah. you know uh weapon so like you know if i make a tiny circle i will only use 20 of my 100 people to make a small fist whereas if i make a giant circle i can make a gargantuan fist of all 100 people but um and it obviously will do more damage but when you get really good at the game you could actually make two weapons at once so i could be like oh i'm going to designate 70 people to this sword and have a gun made of 30 people that's going to focus on this guy over here and i got two different combos going on i'm controlling both at the same time and that's when like the real deep mechanics of just when it starts to click that's when it starts to all come together that you're like oh wait no like it's very easy in the beginning to be like oh man i don't know what's going on just a fist punch uh, a sword (laughs) i don't know what's happening but once you really understand like the whole concept of like wait 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 what do i need here I need 50 guys doing this, and I need 40 guys doing that, and I have 10 left over. They're going to be like kind of protecting me and all that stuff. Well, so you can it's like definitely overwhelming. It's definitely overwhelming. So you can multitask then. Like I, I was I haven't gotten that far in the game, but I was reading. I want to I want to ask. So they did one on platinum, and they did one on wonderful 101, and they kind of spoiled it in the interview that you would have two unite uh, morph unites or whatever. And the, the guys actually said it before the game came out, and I was like, wow, I haven't gotten that far yet, but that's insane. Like what you were saying like dividing the troops to do different stuff that's that's pretty crazy but you can mm-hmm. multi-tax it like a uh, pikmin where you like you send one guy over here and another guy over here like that type um, of thing so i mean i don't remember what they call it in the game but uh basically uh there's this um attack where you know you kind of lunge your all of your people like uh, uh you know how like uh in pikmin we like you, you could have used the c stick to kind of like yeah, hold yeah. the pikmin around olimar a little bit like they kind of have something like that where like you can have your a couple of your guys just kind of latch onto an enemy and like and it'll just like use like five of your hundred guys and once you do that if you make a sh- uh, a shape 
if you hit a particular button instead of the attack button, basically the AI on its own creates that shape and will go towards whatever enemy has a couple of your guys latched onto it already. Oh, okay. And then you could yeah. designate a completely new shape to do whatever you want. And like it's doing its own thing over there. So it's like a combination of multitasking, but like you know, you have less control on that second weapon and you have more control on your main weapon that you're focusing on. Oh, okay. Yeah. But um, you know, one of the, you know, probably the most important, especially for a uh, combo potential uh morphs that you get is the uh bomb and it's the last one that you get get it's a time bomb that actually slows down time for anyone that's stuck in it so one thing that that is always super useful is to always have the ai controlled uh weapon be the time bomb because it'll just drop it in front of me and be like and i'm in the middle of a crazy combo with my sword and i'll be like oh you know while i'm still doing the combo like oh drop a little quick time bomb and i haven't even stopped anything with my sword and then mid combo while they're frozen like all right now let's make a gun and bazooka you into the air all right now i'm gonna take my whip and slam you on the floor and it's just it's so it's a game that like just really tests your reflexes and once you really understand it like after like you get a platinum like on a and you get no hits and like just a perfect run like you feel like an organic team of heroes like it doesn't feel like you're playing as one character when you really understand the game you feel like just like this hive mind of creatures and it's so fun like i can't think of any other game like even though it it, like it does sort of play like bayonetta it has its equivalent of which time where like oh you died at the last second everything slowed down like it has all of that but it's also so much its own thing and i really think that's why i'm so passionate about it like i think it's so easy for action games of this caliber to kind of fall into the same kind of rhythms and this game does not do that slightly but then just goes completely in its own way which i really love for that yeah i like it so much more than bayonetta just because uh well i'm more into the comic book stuff than whatever weird witch thing bayonetta is because i like playing bayonetta but like the story is always like ridiculous yeah. you know and it's like okay i don't understand any of this really but uh whatever but at least like wonderful 101 like kind of plays on like the superhero tropes and that sort of thing and that's kind of more like like i i grew up reading comics and all that so that's kind of more my more in my wheelhouse or whatever that i'm more into seeing guys in masks run around than uh than ladies that have beasts come out of their hair and all that which is super cool but <laughs> you know i just i enjoy the story on uh, wonderful 101 a lot more and it does and it does totally do there's like so much stuff that like I said, I played through Bayonetta 1 and most of 2 before I played this the second time. And there's so much stuff that's the same. Like, you know, like you, you get all the different medals for the different parts and then you get a medal like at the end for that. That's the mm-hmm. same. There's like little uh, bonus challenges that you can find. And if you don't find them, you won't get a medal for it. That's the same in Bayonetta. Um, you know, in between every level, you can go to a shop and buy stuff. Except this one's like a lot less weird and it's not about like butterflies and lollipops and stuff like that and characters that like talk but don't move their mouths like uh bayonetta but uh and there's also like you can get the dummy which is like a mm-hmm. which is like a fairy so like when you die you come back to life there's like stuff like that and uh, uh fun fact there's you know when you're playing the game uh there's a lot of like optional heroes that you can recruit to your uh, hundred man team yeah uh it's a cr- I, I don't remember the specifics it's a crazy way to unlock it you could actually get bayonetta on your 101 team oh that doesn't surprise me at all 
Yeah, yeah. So I, like, and it, she's got like her own like chibi art style that is like uh, you know matches the game's art style. I'm oh, like, well, sure, this yeah. is adorable. Wait, so what is she? Is she <laughs> How about the-, the Mad World guy? I would love to see the Mad World guy in there. Uh, I don't. I know they have also. Oh, yeah. Jack? Uh, I'm pretty sure they have like Dante Jack from Devil May Cry yeah. as another one that you could recruit on your team. Oh wow, really? Nice. I, I, I'd, I'd find that I would think they wouldn't be able to do that since they weren't with Capcom anymore. But I guess if they were. Like vague enough about it, it wouldn't you? They wouldn't come after you. Yeah, I, I, you know, it, it, I, I definitely remember. There's another one besides Bayonetta. Like I want to say, you know, maybe it wasn't Dante, but I feel like it was. I feel like it was. I don't, not, I don't know. But I, I, um, but I also remember that the ways to unlock them were ridiculous because that game gets incredibly hard, and especially when you're playing on the higher difficulties. Yeah, and I remember. After I uh, completed the game on hard and then unlocked very hard and then beat on very hard, I unlocked 101% hard, which is just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that, I, yeah, I don't think I could have even beat like the third mission. I'm like that. I'm like, all right, I've, I've done enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the, speaking of like Mad World, that's like if you ever played Mad World on, on hard mode and you're like dying in the tutorial. Like that's basically what yeah, happened yeah, to me for that. Like game. if you go for like the hard, hard mode. That would be really cool if Jack was in there with the chainsaw and all that. But uh, do you remember what weapon Bayonetta has? She, she'd have to have like the gun or something, right? Like, uh, well, uh, well, the game, well, the way the game works is like when you're recruiting these people, it, it's really just a novelty that she's there. Like, uh, because again, you're just combining her into one of the many shapes and weapons that you're like yeah. using you everyone can... else to combine into. Yeah, but it's whenever... really not any benefit to getting her. It's literally just a novelty like, hey look, Bayonetta's in there. Like she's not really adding yeah. anything combat wise to the game. But when you but when you unlock like the different cause you know like when you uh you draw circles around like random like villagers and stuff that are saying help mm-hmm. or whatever. Every mm-hmm. time like most of the time you do that you'll unlock a character. Like I said earlier, like my nickname, Wonder Kabuki. That's like a guy that you get that's a kabuki guy. But if you mm-hmm. hit, if you tie up the screen, you can actually switch him as to, as to be your front man. And each yeah. of the characters have still have the weapon. Like, you know, they mm-hmm. either use like the sword or the gun or the whip or whatever. And there's a little icon next to them that shows that what it is. And you can actually put them in the front of your line and see him walk around and all that. Yeah, That's and, and I'm pretty sure what, they uh, assign is just like generic gun type. Like, yeah. I don't think she adds anything like, like unique to the game. Like, no, uh, yeah, I think I've, there's like certain classes that everyone mm-hmm. falls into. Yeah, no, I figured she didn't. I was just wondering like, because she has a multitude of weapons in Bayonetta. So I was like, would they give her, would they make her like the gun person or would they make her like a whip person or like a sword mm-hmm. person, you know? They would have to fall well, into keep, one well, of those. Well, keep in mind, whatever. 1 for 101 was before 2, and I really feel like Bayonetta 2 was when they started to thrive on the idea of Bayonetta having multiple multiple weapons like uh bayonetta one really focused a lot more on her having like obviously like her uh wicked weave hair and but besides that mostly her guns yeah and also like well another thing i thought of is similarities for 101 to bayonetta is like that one level where uh there's the Orochi, and they call it the Orochi, but it's spelled differently. But it basically looks like King Ghidra from uh, Godzilla. He has, mm-hmm. like, the three heads, and you're, like, flying through the city. And, like, you jump on the – like, I think all the different, like, uh, planes come around, and, like, you jump on the planes and all that. There's a level in Bayonetta that's, like, very much like that, like, similar thing where, you're, like, you're fighting a big beast with three heads. And you yeah. got to jump from, like, one building to another. And it's, like, just, well, in Bayonetta 2, I think it's even on the demo for, like, the Wii U, uh, the Wii U one. Because I remember you fighting mm-hmm. in this giant – huge city you know flying through the air crazy thing where you jump from another thing to another so totally reminded me of that and i love how ridiculous this game is like it's very much like i'm gonna pick up this building and like throw the whole building at you like they they do that for a lot of the big like fighting scenes like it's insane like it's uh, it, it, oh, a yeah. it, it's it absolutely like i can 
I don't I, I don't want to spoil anything, but you know, if anyone here isn't planning to uh, finish the game, do yourself a favor and just look at what the final battle is. And it has to have one of the funniest, but like just over the top endings I've ever seen yeah. in a video game. I remember like literally struggling to like hold it. I'm like, is this actually happening right now? I it's it's just absolutely when you think it couldn't do anything more, and then that scene happens. I'm like, this is this is real life. I can't believe this has to be one of the greatest games I've ever played. <laughs> yeah, that's why that's one of the reasons that I would hope that it would get a re-release on Switch, just so more people can experience it. Because mm-hmm. the Switch is so hot now, not that I would rebuy it again because I already have it, but for other people, you know, they should they should play it. You know, I mean, they're re-releasing Bayonetta one and two and three now. You might as well uh, do. Uh, and I would really, I, w- I was thinking about, it, I was like, I would love to see Wonderful One Hundred One in Smash Brothers, like a character oh, with like a hundred. No, when they were doing oh, that man. Smash ballot, yeah. <laughs> I was trust me, my number one vote was Wonder Red. So <laughs> yeah, that would be so cool. Like I would rather was... they do like a super version of the Ice Climbers and have all one hundred characters yeah. combined <laughs> in Smash Brothers. Yeah, right. That would be really interesting. Awesome. Well, it'd be yeah, it'd be cool, and you could oh, switch as a playable your... character. You mean not as a right, yeah, right. Ice well, yeah, and you could switch your different weapons. You could have like the gun and the whatever. I mean, that would be. And I really would love. I would love to see an amiibo too. Like a wonderful one-on-one amiibo would be awesome. With oh, just like this big, with just a little, well, kind of like the kind of like the Pikmin one, but just like a circle and just like you see the little bodies and maybe have a little gun come out of it or something like that. I don't know. That'd be cool. <laughs> um, I, I, I am curious, like uh, you know, you know, whether you've played only a little or none at all. Like you know, just your opinions of what you've seen or like what you've heard about the game or just uh what everyone else thinks about the game in general yeah well i've I've played my my only experience with it i got a little bit of a a demo i've talked about it before i went to a nintendo event at comic-con about five Mm -hmm. years ago and one of the games that they had there was wonderful 101 and i think that game left the biggest impression on me it's the first time i ever played the wii u and uh it helped me to see the utility of the gamepad and uh, the dual screen uh, concept. Mm-hmm. And, but the thing that left the biggest impression on me, I, I had kind of the opposite impression that it, that it seems like you had. Mm-hmm. I was instantly taken with it because I oh. love anything that's like colorful and wacky and and uh, with a lot of you know uh, a lot of Japanese style to it, like that insane anime, you know, yeah. uh, uh, Katamari Damacy. Mm-hmm. Like, top favorite yeah. games you tell me about a game like that and i'm gonna go play it mm-hmm. um and i've never heard of a concept where 100 different individual characters with unique personalities all come together and do all these crazy things uh i wanted the game like right away yeah yeah <laughs> awesome awesome um i i do like again just in case someone has not like seen this game like and like are just listening to like <laughs> what we're saying the mechanics are basically what their powers are is picture the green lantern and how he can make shapes but those shapes yeah. are made of people yeah. like that that's yeah. basically <laughs> what this is yeah and he, and he doesn't need his willpower to keep them together which uh, i guess if you make a giant hand it only stays for like so long yeah he also doesn't need a suit made of cgi yeah and he's not he's also not afraid of the color yellow that's that's good they're, they're not they don't they don't run when you <laughs> but, see uh, yellow yeah. you know it's, you're good on that but uh I, how many how many different uh things do you get like i i'm to the point where i got pink but it's, there's more than that i'm sure right you said there's a time bomb like do yeah, you get so, one in like every uh, episode wonder or? red he gives you the fist there's the sword there's the gun. There's the hammer, which you need to use to take down, sh- uh, to break, uh, like armor. Uh, the whip, which lets you pull away shields. There's the time bomb. 
there's claws and a lot of enemies will uh, kind of like clamp up and you have to use the claws to like open the, up their weak spot. Oh, okay. Um, and all the, all of these weapons have elemental properties. So the fist is fire. The sword is electric. Uh, the gun is explosive. The uh, hammer, I forgot what that one was. Uh, I know that the whip is like sp- spiny, has thorns on it, and the claws are snow and ice, and the time bomb is again time. Um, I'm trying to think if there's another one I'm forgetting besides that, but I don't think so. I think that's all of the main ones. Yeah. What was? But that? again, to combine all of these in all sorts of different ways, like. Especially once you get good at the game, like, you know, you use the hammer to stun someone, then, you know, use the sword to, like, slice them into the air, and then shoot them with the gun, and then take the whip and slam them down, and then time bomb them, and do all sorts of other crazy stuff, and slam two robots together, and throw a building on their head. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah. When, uh, the, I want to say one of the one of the big complaints I did have with it was the, uh, and maybe you did too, was, I don't know if you played it uh, Pro Control or, like, uh, the regular giant whatever you call it but i played it mostly with the boat as i as i would call it the you know the we the we pad and the and when you go inside the buildings and you have to play stuff on the uh, actual yeah, control yeah, i had yeah, hard time yeah, that, that, that was never the greatest yeah I, yeah I would definitely say that was one of the uh one of the few complaints i had about the game but yeah. at the same time it was also early in the uh we use life cycle and and it felt like they needed to justify besides besides drawing stuff uh, yeah. you know stuff like hey look you could look inside the gamepad, and that's why the gamepad exists. Yeah. And it felt very forced, and I understood why I was there, but yeah, it was definitely one of my complaints. I mean, it's it's fine. It's just the gyro, the whole like gyro camera was really what what drove me crazy. That like mm-hmm. if you because you have to like hold it super still, and if you move it at all, like you can't see where the characters are. And there's actually a lot of stuff where you have to look at the pad and the TV at the same time and line mm-hmm. it up to like unlock certain doors and stuff like that. And that was kind of like, I was like, Oh, Oh God. You know? And like, it was, in, it was star Fox zero before star Fox zero. It was. And they did that one too. Fucking platinum. So if they I do, know, uh, yeah, 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 I forgot about that. If yeah. they do wonderful one Oh two, they better have Fox in there as a fucking playable character with his guns and all that shit. Do any do any of you remember like the, for some reason this just reminded me of this but uh very very early on in the Wii U like when the Wii U was first announced they released a video basically a guy gets a hold of his friend and is like I need you to help me beat this and he like sets up the Wii pad with the camera facing and like his friend watches him play the game through the game pad and it's using it almost like a Skype sort of thing oh. which never ha- which never happened yeah but that was like I vaguely remember this was like because one wonderful 101 obviously was like when they were justifying the gamepad and like i just i remember that being like a huge thing like holy shit like you're gonna be able to like get a hold of your friend who also has a wii u and they can watch you play games through the gamepad which never happened but i just that just came back to me right now yeah there was a lot of i could think of a bunch of times where nintendo kind of were like look what you'll be eventually able to do and never came but i think that's just you know it happens with all sorts of products of course always, it does. I always wanted there to be. Well, you remember I always wanted the two where we could play a game with two game pads. Remember that was the thing, <laughs> like from the beginning. Yeah. I was like, man, that'll be cool, right? That never happened. But uh, yeah. the um, 
I know how you could like uh we actually tried doing the where you like call your friend and talk on like a like FaceTime type thing. Never worked. I tried it a bunch of times. I remember Jesse tried to call me on his Wii U like when I first got one. Uh me and me and Jess we we tried calling her brother like with the Wii U like we couldn't get it to work either. So like we tried to do the the video chat but it never worked. But uh yeah, yeah, that was stuff that they were pushing at the time but and I would have been fine with everything else just the just the gyro camera was just really but what really bothered me with Wonderful 101 for for those for that stuff but I still love I still love the hell out of the game and like I said I'd really like to see it I'd really like to see it like get get a re-release just for other people to experience it other than just me because I'm definitely going to play through the rest of it like you've totally totally sold me on it and uh you know I've I've only played through like a third of it and I really want to really want to see more because it's a super I'll start funny playing and it tomorrow very, uh, yeah. nice yeah. When I get it, it's supposed to come in the mail tomorrow. It's at my post office right yeah. now, according to the tracking. I hope they didn't. Uh, did you? How much did you get it for? Like, how much is it going for nowadays? I got it for thirteen, but it's thirty. Yes. Yeah, so to it's, buy it new. Okay, because they're saying it's thirty digitally, like on the eShop. You can get it. Yeah. You can get it there still. But yeah, yeah I got like, it for thirteen with free shipping. So I was like, that's a good deal. I'm definitely going to buy it for that. And I get the physical game with the the case and everything. What was uh, What was your impression of it, Jeremy? Like. uh did you well, like? Did you of see the demo? No, I mean of the like we were saying. Originally, when you saw it, like, what did you think it was? Like when it was first coming around, like what Justin asked to was asking. I John, mean, it looked you know? it looked like. Uh, well, I guess I didn't equate it to Bayonetta or Devil May Cry at the time, but yeah, it looked like a melee Pikmin. That's yeah. kind of how I always thought of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought. And of it. I mean, it, and it made me happy because I was like, they're gonna do a bunch of stuff with like going all the way back to Mario one twenty eight or whatever, where Nintendo showed they could have all the the Mario's in the demo, like, and then that didn't really happen in any game until Pikmin. But since then, you know, wonderful one is the only game that's been like, here's a bunch of characters on screen at once that you're all controlling. Like, I think that's a cool concept. I'd like to see that in more games, but and I do look forward to playing this game for sure. Like for real. Good. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's definitely, it's good. You should try to stick with it for as long as you can, you know, I, oh. I still, I still have a zombie U. That's another, early Wii U game I bought that I still haven't even booted up, but I own it. Zombu, yeah. I uh, yeah. I bought that for six dollars at Best Buy. They had a sale. Oh, wow. <laughs> I also I paid I paid like four or five bucks for it. I, I also they there was a big Wii U sale on Bath at Best Buy and I bought a I bought Zombie U and uh Ninja Gaiden three for six bucks each. <laughs> oh wow. So uh, I think I played more of Ninja Gaiden than Zombie. Zombie U is okay. It's just it's it's fine. It's another like weird game that's like kind of just being weird for the sake of weird, I guess for uh, for the Wii U. You know, just trying to justify to... the controller and yeah. everything. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's it, my biggest problem with it was that it looked like ass. Like the 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 graphics are so so bad in that game that it kind of ruins a lot of it for me. I don't know why it has to look like mm-hmm. it. Somebody smeared like poo all over this camera screen. You know, while, <laughs> while you're know playing exactly it. You yeah. Um. You know, one thing uh, I want to say uh, real quick about the Wonderful 101, and it'll oh, connect sure, yeah. into uh, kind of speaking a little more about Platinum in general. Oh, yeah, is, yeah. Uh, One thing I always found interesting was I remember reading uh, interviews as the game was coming out, and, you know, I, I don't know the specifics of it, but based on, like, the deal that Nintendo and Platinum made with this game is it is very much so a, like, uh, a Nintendo IP and a Nintendo-owned thing. Yeah. That, like, even though Platinum, like, made this game, like, theoretically, 
if Nintendo wanted to do something with this franchise without Platinum, they're technically allowed to because they're technically the ones that owned the Wonderful 101. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, granted, they would never do that. I'm sure if if a sequel were to ever happen, which yeah. I don't see happening considering how poorly the game performs. Um, but it just reminds me of, you know, time and time again, it, it's very clear that uh, pl- uh, Platinum and Nintendo have – created this close bond where you have the wonderful 101 happen and you have them uh hey even though bayonetta didn't do that well we will fund you to make bayonetta 2 oh yeah. look that didn't do too well either Banana hey 3. Yeah. uh <laughs> let's release it on switch and we'll give you money to make bayonetta 3 and like time and time again here we have nintendo who normally is not known for taking risks like this yeah. and they just seem to really believe in this company. Hey, here's this franchise we don't know what to do with Star Fox. Here, we're going to give it to you guys. Yeah. And I just feel like time and time again I I expect Nintendo to be like this isn't working. You're losing us money. We're not doing any more collaborations. But Nintendo keeps going back to them and I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I mean, didn't they Are kind they of- going to make Metroid? <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty sweet. Yeah, I mean, well, it'd be it'd make it a lot more of an action game than it actually is, which would mm. which I don't know could be good. Who knows? I mean, I was gonna say like, do you think that's what they did with Rare? Like how they kind of abandoned them? Was it because they weren't? Because I would I would say that Nintendo definitely is all about taking risks. I mean, most of the stuff they do is only makes sense to them, you know, necessarily well, yeah, well, other people. Okay, let me let me uh, better yeah. phrase what I meant. Like, obviously, yes, they do take risks. They're th- the main company out there, especially console maker that will take risks. But what I mean is when it comes to – they look at sales numbers a lot. And, yeah, sure. you know, when a certain franchise isn't selling well, yeah. like, it takes them sometimes a very long time to get the courage to try and make that franchise come back. Look at what happened with Metroid. Metroid doesn't sell well, unfortunately. Like It does yeah. not get the sales numbers that they want to see. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason that we had to wait so long for Samus Returns. And even Star Fox. Star Fox never gave them the sales numbers they would like to see. So yeah. it doesn't, like in their eyes as a company, and never justified to you know take all the resources and money and manpower and time to make another Star Fox game if you're not going to make that money back. Pokemon always makes money. Mario, uh, Mario always makes money. Yeah. Zelda always makes money. Yeah. It makes sense to pump these games out periodically. Mm-hmm. You know, and these collaborations with Platinum always felt like the one exception where they're like, these are constantly not profitable, and yet you keep funding them. Like they really believe in this company. And I just I just find it really cool because I, I, I that's like obviously they take risk, they're always pushing the industry forward and being very innovative. But when it comes to individual properties and franchises, they are very, very like careful on like, hey. Uh, this last one didn't do too well. Uh, I don't know if we want to try and do that again. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that they do because I, I know that Platinum's had a pretty rocky past, you know, like, uh, Doug, do you ever play like God Hand? I mean, like some yes. people like that or didn't mm-hmm. like it or whatever, but they've, they've, they've always made like, you know, crazy creative projects, but they don't always really go that well. Like, I don't think Bayonetta 1 even sold that well when it was on like PS3 and 360 and all that. So, I That's feel, the only reason why yeah. uh, Nintendo, uh, you know, picked it up because you know Microsoft and Sony were not, or Sega was originally the original publisher, yeah. and and Sega was like, no, no, we we did not make enough money to want to do this again, and they went to a bunch of different companies, and all their companies were like, nope, no, we we saw the sales numbers, like that's not good enough, and Nintendo was the only company, and that's why you know a lot of diehard Bayonetta fans get all butt hurt that it's yeah. only on Nintendo <laughs> was uh, on consoles now, yeah. but you know it was either have it on nintendo or it was going to die completely yeah 
I, I, that's how I played it. I played it, yeah, on Xbox originally. That's the only way I've ever played it was on the 360. Well, you kind of have so an idea. I, of I was that, actually man. really shocked that Nintendo wanted something that mature on their consoles, but they continue to pursue it. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was it, where they kind of just needed each other. You know, mm-hmm. it didn't mm-hmm. sell so yeah, well on the yeah. other ones. Nintendo needed a mature game, and I also think um, it seems like the, the the platinum games that have come out on Nintendo platforms have all been pretty good games. I mean, if you look at like Mad World, that was a great game. The Bayonetta games that came out, I haven't played those, but it seems like people like them. Yeah. The ones that came out, one came out on Wii U, and and hopefully Bayonetta three. What are some of the platinum games that came out on Nintendo stuff? Well, I was gonna say uh-huh. like go back to uh, go back to like GameCube, like in the uh, in the Capcom deal, because you know these guys used to work like Clover and like Capcom and sure. all that, and all and even like 101, like brings me back to like Beautiful Joe, like one and two, oh, like Beautiful, Beautiful Joe, right? Well, Beautiful Joe was supposed to originally be a a game a GameCube exclusive with like Resident Evil Four and like Killer Seven and Piano Piano Three and like all those games, you know. It was a part of that, like way back when. So that must have been uh, probably when they first started talking. Was when uh, whatever Capcom Seven or whatever it was called, like when they were going to do all the exclusives for GameCube. I'm sure you guys remember that, right? Sure, I remember that. Yeah, Capcom yeah. Five. Yep. Yeah, the Capcom Five. So I mean, mm-hmm. that's probably when uh, they started started doing it. But it because well, then there was like you know, then there was a uh, Okami. You know, there was uh, that was Platinum guys also under Clover before. Platinum became a thing, you know, before they ended that studio, and that lost money too. Apparently, like not enough people bought that game either. But mm. I don't know. It's uh, they've always put out pretty, uh, pretty good, pretty good games. stuff from from what I've seen. You know, like even even back then, they were involved with uh, near near Automata or whatever. Yeah, which I haven't played that game, but that's like one of those like critically yeah. acclaimed games from this past year. Yeah, I really want to play that game, but I don't think I don't really have the time to. But I, <laughs> but I want well considering you have to beat it like six times to get all the to get all the stuff out of it. I don't know if I'd have enough time for that. But uh, well they also uh apparently the main guys even worked on like Resident Evil 2 like as as far back as oh, that. Yeah. From what I saw from reading the I want to ask stuff with those guys like they've been around for a while. But yeah, they've always uh, they've always done interesting products and I was a huge fan of uh I was a huge fan of Beautiful Joe. I even have Beautiful Joe bobblehead back there somewhere. If you can see it. It's like him I before he transferred. Yeah. Great game. Yeah. It was a wonderful game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful game. <laughs> Even there, there was a sequel. Uh, there was a sequel on GameCube, well, and on other systems too. But wasn't there also a DS? Beautiful. Yeah, I was going to say. It, I was going to say. I have you, it. Yes, I, I have that. Have I, I, I have it too. Yeah, it was crazy. It was the only. It was the only DS game that did 3D on both screens at the same time. It was like mm-hmm. super ballsy, and I and it was great. Yeah, I I really loved that. And I was I was like I couldn't believe it like that they yeah they did a DS version of it even and it looked fucking great it looked almost as good as the GameCube one you know as as far as like DS could do you know it got as close mm-hmm. as it could without being that powerful yeah and I think that the art style that Beautiful Joe uh, has like you know makes that possible you know yeah what I mean oh yeah. Well, I mean, you could even say that Wonderful 101 is like a, it's like a bunch of little beautiful Joes. You know, they very much have that, especially in the face with like the mask and like the wide eyes and all that. They very much look like a beautiful Oh, yeah. Joe. And like literally straight out of Beautiful Joe, anytime you're facing a boss, they do this crazy animation. He has like the ching. And he has like his mask, like, like chin oh, guard yeah, yeah, comes yeah. on. And yeah. Beautiful Joe had that too. Yeah, like, they had the is, different. This is great. It yeah, brought they'll... back so much nostalgic oh, for sure. me. Oh, sure. Yeah. I, I, I was gonna say, are you sure Beautiful Joe isn't an extra character in there? Because I'd be really surprised if he was. Unless well, I, you know what, he, yeah. he's got to be. He's yeah. got to be. I'm pretty sure there's three. Uh, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's three like random like yeah. uh, past like you know mascot characters that like you can unlock in some way. Yeah, um, yeah he's got to be one of them. 
He would he would have been a great character in Smash Brothers also, but <laughs> that's uh, absolutely yeah. I mean, it would, you would have to f- try to figure out a way. He'd have to be kind of like how Flash is in like the Injustice games. If you played any of those, you'd have to find a way for him to be able to slow t- slow time like how he did in the game. You know, against I guess mm-hmm. that was a power up you used in the game, but you know, you'd have to figure that in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. One of the platinum games that I was looking forward to that from the reviews turned out to be not such a great game was their Ninja Turtles game. Uh, oh, yeah. Ninja- oh yeah, what was the full that. title Ninja Turtles? out of the sewer or something like that. Yeah. Um, but when I heard they were doing it, I was like, awesome guy. The guys who did mad world, which is one of the best beat em up games uh-huh. ever since beat em ups went 3d. Uh-huh. They were going to do a Ninja Turtles game, which was my favorite beat em up from the NES era. I thought that was like a marriage made in heaven. And, uh, some of the reviews were like in the threes and fours. And Oof. So I wonder what happened to it. Have you guys played that game? Uh, my roommate played it a little bit. I haven't played it myself. I played the. Uh, did the, did they do both of the Transformers games or just the last one? Because I played sure. I played one of the early 3D Transformer games and I really liked that one. But I think they did the last one. And that was yeah, that they great. did the last one. They also did a Legend of Korra game. I didn't play any of those. Yeah, I haven't played any. Was of those that a, I know they did. They was did that a, was that an anime property, Legend of Korra, or, or what is what is that? Um, I'm not sure. I just know that uh, I just know that the game existed. <laughs> I know oh, okay. my friend got it. No, I was just <laughs> I curious. Was yeah, I didn't I didn't recognize the name, so I wasn't sure. It sounded that, that might have been. But yeah, I uh, I'm interested. Like especially now that now that we've seen like their uh, the Nintendo you know continuing support for them and doing Bayonetta 3 I'm really I mean I honestly really would not be surprised if 101 does come to the Switch you know and I, it does I hope so that game yeah. deserves a second chance yeah. at life well when you see when you see the opening of the game it does like straight up say like Nintendo like before it shows Platinum yeah. so it was very this that game was very much a collaboration between the two of them so why not you know the Switch is like it's kind of at the point right now where it's like hey Put whatever game you want to sell on the Switch because it's probably going to sell way better than whatever it sold on its last system. Like you've heard about it, the indies like selling way more on Switch than they ever did on Steam or like PS3 or anything or PS4 or anything like that. So I mean, I would be really surprised if they didn't do that if they ended up bringing it over. I mean, yeah, I have, I have to think you're going to see basically every quality Wii U game ported to Switch. I mean, they've already put the bulk of the investment money into it. Why not just turn it around for? I don't know, it can't can't be that much to do a port from. Wii U to, to switch. I've actually heard like the architecture is completely different for how the two systems are programmed. Oh, no. I'm sure they are, yeah. But I mean, it's but they're but it's still like a same power. It's still yeah. a property ready to go. Like they're converting it instead of developing right. it from the ground up. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they. I I'm wondering if like 3D World or like uh Super Mar- or new Super Mario U will ever make it to there. But I mean, you never know. Uh, to be honest, I would expect uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker before those two games. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's another one that I was keep forgetting about. That was a great one. That was a sleeper, and like I think it would do really well on the Switch because it's built to be like a little. I mean, it's built to be a portable game. I think it feels. I agree. Yeah. Oh sure, yeah, it's bad to be played on the on the pad. Mm-hmm. Is there uh is there anything else that you want to say on uh, say about Wonderful One Hundred One? I mean, we're getting kind of we're getting kind of long in the episode, but there's. I mean, it's hard to like cover all of it without saying like I don't want to necessarily say everything that's in the game, but it is sort of spoilery. You know, it's the game mm-hmm. is as what how old like five years. Four years probably since it came out. Mm-hmm. Twenty twelve. So yeah. Is there anything? Five. Is there anything else that you guys want to know about it, or uh, that you'd like to mention about it before? Uh, before I look forward to learning episode? more about it tomorrow when it comes in the mail. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. I'm I'm glad that uh, you're excited to play it, and uh, you know, I I, hopefully this inspires other people to play it because it's 
you know, like I, uh, I've stressed before, uh, it's really a game that, you know, like, I'm glad that, uh, you, uh, like, like straight from the demo from the little bit that you played, but, um, yeah. you know, I definitely think it's a game that for most people, it's just like, what is this colorful mess on screen? Like what is going on? There's explosions and there's dodging and it's just, it's very easy to be like, I don't have the time to learn this, but let me just say, if you put the time in, you are going to, you know, get the one of the most fluid and satisfying um, combat systems ever. It's a combat system that makes you feel incredibly intelligent. Like when you perfectly dodge something or perfectly form something at the right time, you just like, you feel smart and it just feels good. Um, and, uh, you know, to really just the best concise way to just uh, kind of understand what the game is, like, you know, I think, you know, I'm not even trying to like just plug my own thing, but I, I do think my video review like really concisely uh, kind of explains why the game is as good as it is. For sure. I wanted to ask you as like a as like a strategy thing towards the game, is there a specific item that you should get that'll like, you know, like in a beautiful Joe, like you want to get, you want to get the thing that like refills your bar quicker. And like, that makes the game a lot easier. There's a, this, it's very much like Bayonetta is like that too, where they show you a lot of things that are like 300,000, 500,000 or whatever. Is there like mm -hmm. one item that you should just like ultimately save for like at the very beginning of the game that'll just make the game like a whole nother um, thing. Say, once you get uh, it? Man, I'm trying to like think back to the different items, but, uh, so definitely the tombstone. So basically, uh, like the right trigger you use to dodge as a spring, and the left trigger you turn into a mold of gel gelatin to like yeah, deflect guts. attacks. It's, it's called and guts. when you're in the air, the guts, uh, if you buy morph, this power yeah. up and you hit both triggers, you become a you basically become down B Kirby and just yeah, yeah. <laughs> smash to the floor. Yeah. And there are so many combos you're going to be doing in the air that that is a necessity to just you know smash anyone that's underneath mm -hmm. you. So I would say that one number one. You uh, actually no, that's number two because you have to actually purchase the slowing down time for dodging something. Like you have to purchase which time. You it is not part of the game unless you purchase it. So that's the most important. Yeah, I don't have so which. I don't have which time. You got to purchase that. Yeah. Get the tombstone, and then my third one is uh, you can get a power up where anytime you dodge as the spring, you leave a landmine on the ground. I think oh, that's nice. the next best one. Oh wow! Yeah, I got the one where you can turn into the Metroid ball and like move around. But I, I don't have a you know where you take everybody and get into a ball. Like it's mm -hmm. it's like basically yeah. the next version of the spring one. You know, and then you can yes. you can like morph ball around but mm -hmm. uh yeah i didn't realize that because i did where you would just because when you do the guts like if they ever attack you in the guts that puts them at a disadvantage so that's mm -hmm. when i would get when i would combo them but i never actually got to the witch time stuff so definitely have to get that so yeah for hopefully the people that listen to this i mean i'm sure if you have a wii u if not get one and play this game you know it's a totally <laughs> it's totally worth it you know it's a great game i mean if it inspired anybody to get into it there's some good uh strategy stuff for going into it there but uh if you guys don't have anything to say more about this we can uh, call it an episode sounds good to me that's good okay I'm cool good. uh this has been our episode 101 um we had our special guest uh justin vega and uh which is like the coolest last name of all time like you have a uh, street that's fighter you know like and yeah it's, i'm literally a street fighter character it's well, great well and it's a fucking star in the in the um orion right next to beetlejuice and oh, all yeah, that yeah yeah, yeah. yep, yep. Yeah. I, I, there's so many references but i mean yeah. come on like as the gamer obviously <laughs> i'm going to go to referencing a street fighter character first of course yeah uh why don't you give a give a plug again for your uh for your youtube and like what you and what you've been doing do you have a blog too or is it just a YouTube channel. Um, the, the e that email only exists because I originally planned to do a blog, but no, a blog sure. doesn't exist. But uh, yeah, World Nine Gaming spelled just as you know, no spaces, just spelled like that. And uh, again, like I I'm hoping to hopefully, uh, you know, 
as uh, I'm, I'm getting towards the end of my uh, college career. So hopefully I'm going to have more time soon to uh, make YouTube videos again. Um, it's kind of just like a little side hobby, but like uh, I post uh, video reviews whenever I have the time and, uh, you know, all sorts of other little mini creations like my Mario Maker levels and stuff. And, you know, especially anytime in the future, if Nintendo makes any sort of thing that I can create, I will be all over YouTube with that game. I can promise you that. Nice. Is uh is your college is that related to uh YouTubing and all? Like, what are you studying? Oh, actually, yeah, no, I, I I'm actually going to school for mathematics to be a math teacher. Oh, okay, all right. But just curious if you were doing like a video editing or anything like that. Yeah, no, before... I, I start, I, but I did take some classes to help in uh, my just like for like the enjoyment of it. Oh, okay, it's like I was a film student before I uh, started this podcast. Oh, and okay, I, that's cool. and I do I I'm an I like a, an audio mixer, so that's where I, where all my podcast recording stuff comes from it's from doing all that oh, stuff. Nice. but uh but yeah but uh yeah this has been our episode 101 and uh we're hosts i'm trey johnson jerry mikowski john litter and uh thanks again justin for coming on no uh, we very much appreciate it yeah, thank and, you for uh, having me check thank out his justin. uh check out his youtube channel that's uh that's nine not spelled out right that's the name oh yeah so the, uh-huh. the, the number. world number nine gaming i wanted it to sort of reference mario and i was like you know mario games usually have eight worlds so we're gonna call this world nine instead nice i think mario 2 did the original one the, the yeah, original unfair did. japanese one yeah anyone anyway yeah you can catch us at nintendomainpodcast.com uh you can download us from you know any sort of podcast app that you have we're on there um you know we have a youtube channel as well uh youtube slash f-i-n-g-m-a-t-e-r fingmater you can find all our stuff on there and whatnot. Um, and thanks for listening. Uh, we won't be back as a full episode next week, but we'll have like a bonus Christmas thing. And then we'll be back for episode 102, the first week of January, when we give our own like best game of the year and like other categories and stuff like that. So stay tuned for that. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening and uh, catch you next week. See you next year. Yeah. <laughs> See you later.
beautiful galaxy, Big Bang, Little Bang, Sunrise, Starlight, Infinite, Fabulous, Totally Final, Red? Wonderful Arrow! Red? 